0: time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier from outside the cage, and tonight we are proving that fighting has a lot of really cool, funny stuff going on. We have so much to get to. I am your host, Kevin Phillips. With me, of course, the Twitter captain of America, Raf Esparza. Raf, how are you doing this evening? Good. You? Perfect. We have so much to get to. Yes, we do. We're going to do your tough review with Diego Lima from mm-hmm. Tough19. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to bring on MMA Roasted's very funny Adam Hunter. He is MMA Roasted. He's the one doing all those tweets. And then we have a rousing game of UFC 173 over under Kevin with a mystery guest that I'm told we really like. We do. We do like this guy. So we have so much to jam pack into this episode, and we also need to talk about Bellator. Yes, we do. Well, I mean, there's a lot to talk about, Kev. Well, I guess that that's the better way to say it. There's a lot of things to talk about. Can you do it in 60 seconds before you answer I know what I'm asking. I'm asking you for to take all that that you were tweeting about and you were probably the world's leading tweeter on Bellator pay-per-view. Yes. Are you prepared to maybe condense that to, to 1 minute? Kev,
1: if there's one thing I know how to do on the show, it's to condense things into one minute it's kind no. of my <laughs> okay i was worried you were gonna say that. this is not a tough this is not a tough review one minute situation
0: this is 60 seconds
1: yeah kev like i said i know how to get things done in one minute like oh it's what i'm known for on this show like you just uh-huh. give me one minute i make the most out of that minute Yeah, okay, okay. Just to be crystal clear, 60 seconds is what we're talking about, right? That's absolutely what we're talking about. Yeah, I don't see why this would be complicated. Yeah, I don't know why that's a problem and why you would even accuse me of not being able to do 60 (laughs) seconds. No one's
0: accusing you. I just wanted to be super clear. Mm -hmm. That was my wish. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, with that, in three seconds, I'm going to start you. Are you ready? Three, two, one minute begins now.
1: Okay, there was a weird moment when uh, my fiancé appropriately pointed out that uh, Solange and Jay-Z have more interesting feud than uh, King Mo and Rampage. Uh, the weird part is they had this weird, crazy thing where Bjorn and fake Dana White were yelling at the very end of the like free part of the show, so it was much like Joe Rogan and Dana White. It was like total imitation, flattery kind of a thing. Uh, they couldn't find anybody who spoke English, so everybody had to be subtitles. Uh, Frank Shamrock, <laughs> for whatever reason, was like me, Gene Okerlund. and just kept going backstage and conducting terrible interviews. Uh, so then Chet Congo beat up some guy so much that they were almost going to run out of time, but Big John stopped the fight anyway. Uh, Michael Payne thought he was michael jackson uh they didn't spend any new money on pay-per-view graphics i thought that for some reason if i was paying 39.95 i should get seven fights not five uh joe warren went full fucking pro wrestler on us uh there was a lot of jiu-jitsu that you could say about tito ortiz but how can you prepare for his head pressure with a head and arm choke and just a note if you are going to say let's look at this choke again you don't choose the furthest away angle and also i guess uh tito ortiz and all these older old people won again so that da.
0: Time perfect. That was actually one minute eight seconds. But you okay. Were on I have fire. a couple more. I just want to let you, you know it was fire. actually it
1: was sixty seconds. Couple <laughs> yes. less things. Let me tell you this: uh, when they started oh, having the rampage fight, they definitely were yelling out "Whoop that trick." Uh, uh, <laughs> they also, <cool. laughs> when they were talking, there was so much that happened. The Chandler fight was great. He thought he won. And here's the weird part, Kevin. If this was a different fight in the UFC, uh, you would have had Chandler winning by points, and you would have had King Mo winning by points. But instead, the judges actually decided to pick who did the most damage. That was a very weird scenario to have yesterday. Ooh, pride rules. Pride rules. Yeah. Don't call them pride rules. Just call them like, hey, whatever. And the worst part about this whole fucking scenario was by the end of the night, uh, they had... King Mo yelling at both Bjorn, the president of the company, and Rampage saying, Rampage is riding that, or dick riding that ass. I don't even know his fucking expression, but he was just like, oh. you dig in that ass, whatever. And uh, all they were trying to do was hype the next fight at the pay-per-view. Rampage was even turning down his opportunity at a championship so that he could fight King Mo again. The worst fake feud ever in worst life. That's feud. all
0: I got. It's up there. Top three. It's- all right, that was fantastic. That's all I think we needed to know about Bellator pay-per-view. And uh, obviously we can't wait to see Tito fight again, so woo! Um, Rampage, shut up. By the way, you wasn't see King, not King Mo out. Shut up. I saw Reddit. You just, you had a chance. One would say you should have done it during the regulation time, but we have got to move on and bring on Diego Lima. Are you ready, Raph?
1: Wait, I got to do another one-minute thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, fuck it. Fuck it. I'm mean, oh,
0: that mood. Let's so, go. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Verbal tap fans, Raf and I have a very strong reputation to uphold as the biggest podcast support of the Ultimate Fighter. We love it. Mm. We can't get enough. Here to help us celebrate another amazing week from Tough 19, voted a former Top 2013 prospect. And I think that's interesting. Mm. From American Top Team, Diego Lima. Diego, how are you doing this evening?
2: I'm doing great, my friend. How you guys doing?
1: <laughs> Very good. It's hard not to be super happy and upbeat when we're hearing your voice. You know that, right?
2: Hey, I appreciate that, man. I, I, I like to hear that. You know, that's sweet. You got to live, you know? Got to live life. Got to be happy. Got to be all smiles.
1: It's the way it is, you know? Now, do me a favor. Remember how smiley and happy you are when I am saying all of these jokes about you in the next couple minutes.
2: Sounds good. Hey, what? <laughs> yeah, there you go. It bring you a, bi- a bigger smile, you know, because I know oh. there's plenty.
0: <laughs> Diego's one of the happiest guests we've had on in a while, I which so. uh, when you factor in how dangerous he is just as a human mm-hmm. being, it's really a, a good juxtaposition. Oh, yeah. It's a secret weapon. <laughs> Are you ready for us to review The Ultimate Fighter?
2: Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I can't wait to hear it.
1: <laughs> Are you all stretched out? <laughs> Yeah, I'm good to
2: go, yeah?
1: My vocal cords are all warmed up. I'm ready to do this.
3: This is the one-minute review of The Ultimate Fighter. Brace yourselves, because here we go.
1: Previously on The Ultimate Fighter, Team Penn trains too much. Daniel Spawn won against Todd Monahan, but really pissed off Dana White in doing so. It's fucking impossible to suck as much as that last fight did. And today it's Tim Williams versus Diego Lima, The Ultimate Fighter. Matt Van Buren criticizes Daniel Spawn for a super unexciting fight. Uh, he won that fight, which I guess was good, but you know. They ain't gonna put no butts in seats. And Spawn says you gotta play it smart on The Ultimate Fighter. Meanwhile, Todd Bonahan is taking the loss like a true gentleman. But, 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 did, did, did he even stand up the entire fight? And at practice, Pat tries to make sense of Todd's last fight with him, and surprise... Todd's mad at Pat for playing Devil's Advocate. Jeez, Pat, you know you can't play Devil's Advocate with a preacher. And Frankie Edgar is starting to take the losses hard. I don't understand why we're losing so much. But Diego versus Tim is exactly the fight team Edgar wants. Oh no, Pat's back is giving out. That's what you get for speaking reasonably with Todd and telling him the exact reason he lost. Jerk. Uh Uh-oh. Team Penn thinks that the two wins in a row will give them a sweep. Hashtag foreshadowing. Meanwhile, BJ's coaching is back to normal. Relax, bros. You can throw hard punches, but you don't have to. Just relax, bros. Tim tells us his backstory. If you had money on I've Made a Few Mistakes in My Life as his narrative, then you just won the jackpot. But hey, Tim tells us he's about second chances. Said he hated losing to Dylan Andrews and watching tough season 17 at home. So what do the fighters do to pass time in the house? Well, if you're Tim, you serenade Zabata on a morning run and do approximately three to 5,000 sit-ups a day. If you're the rest of the cast, you play pool, write in journals, and play a game of throw a 10 spot mike king's nutsack spoiler alert mike king always loses what's that everyone was getting along too well this season and they need someone to unnecessarily talk shit Enter matt van buren and everyone's got an opinion of the guy affectionately referred to as gutter as ian stevens points out uh they call him gutter because he started from the bottom in mma and look where he's at now Um, he's at the Ultimate Fighter house with Ian Stevens. I'm not really sure they thought the nickname through all that much. Matt, super bored, though. Uh, I just know him better than, like, everybody else in the house. But this doesn't sit well with the Irishman Chris Fields. Oh, that's not very nice fella. In the van, Tim casually tells everyone, Hey guys, have I mentioned I've had a brain aneurysm before my first fight? Awkward. BJ Tim needs to be in control of the octagon to win. Later at the house, apparently the tough camera guys were starting to fall asleep as they run downstairs to catch some more drama between Van Buren and Fields. Fields. I was just going down to get some water, and he starts talking shit about my accent. Matt. Oh, I'm just like, hey, dude. I can't wait to be a douchebag inside of the octagon. And now Diego tells us his side of the story. When I was 12, uh, I moved here, bro. And uh, they threw me into middle school without knowing a word of English. But I was like, whatever. You know, I got this language, you know. Diego proceeds to tell us growing up that he watched a lot of good movies, like ones with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, yikes. Do we need to explain to Diego what constitutes a good movie? Diego tells us he watched some old school pride fights with Wendy and that he and his bro wanted to become MMA fighters instantly after that. Oh, my brother, you know, he had to get my mom to sign a permission slip to be a fighter. <laughs> and once he had that, I was like, whoa. <laughs> Frankie then gives Diego some boxing advice, turning body shots into states. Okay, if you hit him here, it's California. Up top, it's New York. And if things get really bad, I need you to hit him down in Mexico. You know what I'm saying? At the weigh-ins, ole, ole. Oh, fuck, again with that bullshit. Team Penn recites the only goddamn chant they know, and it's really starting to get to Diego. I'm sick of it, bro. Yo, I'm going to tear him up and show him how freaking classy we are by punching Tim in the face, yo. Oh, no, Diego pulls the biggest mistake of the house so far by asking fighters to help him come up with middle names for his new daughter. But he's a good sport about it and explain that his kids are cool about him fighting for a living. They're like, Dad, why are you getting hit in the face? Next time, just duck. Yeah, the kids are awesome like that, though. Gutter closes out the conversation, quoting Titanic, and the less said about that, the better. On the day of the fights, Anton gives Tim a photo of him with the half face, half skull. Says that's what he thinks of Tim when he sees him. It actually makes him look like death. So, you know, that's encouraging right before a fight, right? In the locker room, everyone tells Diego to have fun. Says he already is. I believe him. Diego says he's a nice guy and all, but once he gets into the cage, it's all business and someone's got to feed his family. Hey guys, take a drink. BJ clapped again. Before stepping out to the cage, Diego barks like a dog. Must be a spirit animal. At the fight, Dana must be so pissed from that last fight, he doesn't even bother to go inside to give his fucking two round speech spiel. Round one, Tim presses the action to begin with, pushing Diego up against the cage. About a minute and a half of work, he gets a takedown on Diego as Kim Winslow's giving out more warnings than a substitute teacher. Ugh, Team Penn gets one advantage and they're back at cheering ole, ole again. It's annoying. There's tons of hand fighting and Tim is working off Diego with hooks in. A strong first round for Timmy brings out the jersey and Frankie Edgar. You gotta listen to me here, kid! Diego survives round two to survive and get out into the next round mentions go for the takedown but Diego decides to introduce Timmy to New York and California before getting (laughs) taken down to the mat Tim heads down to the cage but Diego gets out Diego hits Tim so hard his mouthpiece falls out and Tim does one of the coolest mouth guard recoveries I've ever seen we've got a bit of a striking war Timmy makes one mistake going for a takedown and taking Diego off the cage and promptly allows Diego to secure the back with a rear naked choke to end the fight everybody's impressed. Even BJ. Hell of a fight, Diego. Hell of a fight, bro. (laughs) Diego says the best way to come out of being choked and punched to death. You know, you just got to stay calm. You know, your time is going to come. Really? Is that all it takes? After a vicious win where Diego rejects one of his coaches picking him up, Diego then goes back to his smiling and normal self, later even doing a bad variation of the running man with his team in the locker room. And BJ blames too much coaching and too much relaxing on just not doing enough. In fact, he's taken the loss better than any coach in tough history. Bro, it's cool. Like, it was a good fight. And yo, this sandwich I'm eating is the shit, bros. And Tim tells his team not to take anything for granted inside of the octagon. It just takes one bad moment to lose the fight. Van Buren later makes his case to have his fight with Fields, and Frankie can give a shit. And Edgar picks the next fight anyway. Corey Anderson versus Josh Clark. And Fields give Josh a huge pep talk that somehow involves... Something to do with Frankie or someone from Team Edgar being a pussy for not picking him. It's weird. Anyway, next time on The Ultimate Fighter, after Tim's loss, Team Penn scales back the training. Team Edgar takes a hike, literally. And fighting rookie Corey Anderson takes on Josh Clark. All next time on The Ultimate Fighter. Woo! <laughs> as far as, uh,
0: Diego, does that about cover it? Does that sound right? Holy shit, man. You guys are freaking awesome,
2: man. <laughs> <laughs> That's about better than anything I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> oh see now he's just uh, awesome. our favorite he
2: has got it all man that's
0: it Diego how do you stay so calm after I mean first of all after hearing raps rousing that was more excited you were after the first round of the fight mm-hmm. how do you stay so calm while you're fighting like that oh man
2: I don't know you just got to because it, it, it sucks in there because it's a two rounder you know I was mm-hmm. trying to stay calm but I was like holy shit man it's only a two-rounder you know and the thing is, in my mind, like, I, I thought I lost a 10-8 round for some reason. So in my mind, I was thinking, even if I win this round, I'm still going to lose. So that's where I was like, man, in the second round, I was just like, let's just go, you know, whatever. I got to finish this guy, and that's what I did. But, man, I don't know. Just have to have to stay calm. You have to, have to, man, because you lose your head there, that's it.
0: Raf, is that how you stay focused on getting through the Ultimate Fighter review?
1: You know, sometimes there can be a lull in the Ultimate Fighter review, but I like to take my example from Diego, and I like to know if I get in trouble, you just stay calm, you get through it. Maybe sometimes an impression doesn't land. You know, maybe sometimes (laughs) you you, you miff a joke or something here and there. It's just like, dude, i got to finish this round. That was a 10-8 joke. (laughs) Exactly. There you go. Got
2: (laughs) you.
1: So you both win in this situation. Mm -hmm. I just want to add a quick note.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. It was one minute, four seconds.
1: That's so. bullshit. And I want to get a second opinion on that. Uh, that's impossible. I'm the official timekeeper. <laughs> one minute, four Not seconds. <laughs> well, let's transition back to Diego, the important person on the line. Diego. Okay. So explain to me, you have to listen to these ole ole chants and you, you do talk about how annoying it was. How did all of that come to be? And why did it get under your skin so badly?
2: It was, um. it started because of the Irish guys, you know, Cahal was the first fight,
4: mm-hmm. and
2: um. I think cause they, when they play soccer, then that's what they do. They do it in Brazil as well, you know, but in Brazil, yeah. they do a much slower one. They go, ole, ole, you know, like when they're dribbling and stuff,
4: mm-hmm. yeah. but
2: I guess that's how they do it right there in Ireland, and... I guess you're just supposed to be on his fight, you know, because he's the Irish guy, you know. <laughs> and then the next fight, same thing. And then on my fight, same thing. And we're just like, really? You know, like, <laughs> they need to shut up. You saw the guy, face. Man, I, I, I paused every time when um, after the first round, and then they show our guys just sitting there, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was pretty cool. And then afterwards, they all jumping and stuff. Uh... But, man, just... yeah, you because of that, he was because um Cahal was Irish, they started and I
1: guess they liked mm-hmm. it and they kept doing it. I guess that was my initial shock that they were just trying to make it an Irish thing, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure other cultures have claimed to that as well, but that's neither yeah, here nor yeah. there. For you exactly. uh,
2: and then they kept doing it every fight, so they're like, Oh my god. I, I loved you for saying it.
0: I Come did on. too. Because the first you. two episodes they were out of control with it. And mm-hmm. then when you came oh, in yeah, it's like definitely Diego, they made the note, I mean, obviously as they introduced you, they mentioned that you were from Brazil originally, and I was like, wait, that's kind of what the Brazilian fighters get. Yeah. When they walk. Uh, <laughs> so I was just super confused.
1: was like, shut the fuck up, please. So yeah, like,
2: exactly. There you go.
1: So, <laughs> Diego, when that is happening, can you explain how surreal it is to be watching your fight as you're watching it at home? Like, what is that experience like for you?
2: Yeah. Uh, it- really good this one i didn't like because that was a shitty ass fight i hated my performances so i i had a you know i I, I had to hit myself a couple of times like what the fuck was that man you know so this one it, it's, it's fun and all you know i did it at my gym you know got a lot of people watching and stuff but for myself i'm just looking like what the hell was that man jeez really like come on you can do way better than that because it, it's fun man it's good it, <laughs> You know, We've talked with a lot of amazing. people from it's the amazing. Ultimate Fighter.
1: And, uh-huh. and when we talk with them, they can't tell anybody what the results are. So when you're watching it with your gym, after that first router, they're looking at you like, hey, buddy, ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> That was the best, you know, and I, after the first round, I just kind of like, sorry guys, you know, just shaking my head and being all upset. <laughs> so everybody's like, oh jeez, I guess he lost, huh? And then, you know, after the victory, man, it was amazing. Everybody's jumping up. They're like, holy shit, you know, they couldn't believe it. <laughs> it was amazing, man. I, I played that one out really good, you know.
0: that's fantastic great question too i hadn't thought about the fact that you'd be watching it real time with like the people you trade with that's a funny that's gonna be tough too is like the intermediaries what about from outside the cage was there anything you said that you were like what was going on there
2: uh let's see no i think most i didn't say anything too crazy i don't think no, you come off
0: very likable on the show, and this is after now that we've talked to you for a few minutes. And I think I understand why. Uh, <laughs> um, but you just seem yeah, to uh, I, really I, enjoy I just,
2: it. I wanted to make sure they didn't put me out as an asshole. You know, that's the one thing I hate, man. <laughs> it's because like some guys are so nice, and then they make it seem like they're assholes, and that's just one thing I did not want. You know. So that's yes. why I just try to be nice the whole time. You know, and that's just I try to be myself. That's it. You know. That's pretty much how I am. I didn't change being there. I didn't change when I got out of there. You know, I'm just the same
1: old. I think what I liked the most about you was that you were so nice and smiley in so many of those talking heads. And then right when they got to the fight, it was like, I have to feed my family, so fuck you guys. <laughs> And I was just like, "Oh shit!" No, he's, exactly. he's a super you know, it's nice guy. A
2: job. It's a, exactly. But, uh, it's a job outside. Oh you know, it's god. just my personality. But inside, there's somebody trying to hurt me. You know? Yeah. And he, actually, he actually did. He cut me. You know, I had to get stitches, and man, I had to get stitches on my eyebrow. Oh my god, that was the worst. I, I literally cried getting
1: stitches. Is that Diego? the first time you've had I'm stitches there? Because
2: he stuck the damn needle inside the eyeball, like, dude. What are you doing, man? Oh no! I was uh. like, oh jeez, that was the worst stitches I've ever had in my life. Oh, my God. Diego was actually 2-0 yeah.
0: that night. He beat up a night doctor <laughs> at the um, yeah, Vegas I, hospital. I was
2: like, dog, how many more you got, man? Like, <laughs> come on, like, come on, dude, go. You know, like, <laughs> this is crazy. I could feel everything, man. It's sensitive sensitive spot. I, I hate it. I hate
1: yeah. it. <laughs> I'm against needles and things near eyes and all of that. Yeah, but
2: yeah, especially your eyes, you know, but. Getting the getting the W is more important. Uh, I'll That's take true. A w. If I would if I would
0: have lost, I would have probably killed him. <laughs> oh man! Well, I, I'm
1: glad it didn't come out that <laughs> way.
0: He should be thankful you won that too. That's uh, I guess yeah, exactly.
1: everything worked out good for a reason. Uh, you would have probably also went to jail, but well, yeah, yeah, that would have made a great no second yeah, exactly. episode, though. They would have definitely. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> highest rated tough episode of all time. Diego, He's, though, without if... question. If you were there and you're talking about maybe the experience of watching it with your team, I don't have this in my family. I don't have somebody in my family who tells me my jujitsu is terrible and they would. But for you, what does your brother say to you? Man,
2: he he's was, he was actually really proud of me, man. You know, he's That's just great. trying to keep it up, you know, because. You know, we we're pretty much our best training partners, me and him. You know, like we go at it all, all, every time. So he knows how hard I work and stuff, and he's just proud, man. He said he was great. an awesome fight. You know, I made a couple of mistakes there in the first, but man, he's just proud. You know, he he, he now he's looking up to me too. You know, it's like he, he loved it, and it's just amazing, man. Now him being a champion, you know, it's really good. It's yeah. man, we've been blessed. You know, it's really really great having him. Do you guys
0: and you said you do you guys train together on a really regular basis?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, every day. We own the gym together too. So you know, in the morning we do our pro training somewhere else, and then at night we teach a couple of classes and then right back to it.
0: Oh wow, I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, yep. I just saw yeah, you trained like with American Top Team. Away from each other, so yeah, we're pretty much together all the time. That's <laughs>
0: badass. Where is your gym? What's the name of your gym?
2: It's American Top Team, but in Gwinnett. We got our head coaches in Atlanta, and uh, now we open one in Gwinnett. So there's two American Top teams here in, in Georgia now.
0: Very cool. <laughs> All right. So you're not just uh, you're not just one of the fighters. You're running the gym side of things too. That's always... no, yeah, yeah. Running
2: the gym, you know, I got to do the kids' classes. A little Absolutely. bit of, of kickboxing, so it's been good. Doing really good. <laughs>
1: I was about to say that's got to be really intense to have you as a kids instructor because I can imagine you being super smiley with them, and then just being like, "Okay, kids, kick the mitts." No, but seriously, kick the mitts. But I'm smiley. Come on.
2: <laughs> no, no, I got, I get a little serious on the, on the because if you get too friendly with them, they think they're your friend, and then it just start the whole mess. They won't listen. They just want to play. So I got to make sure I keep a little bit of seriousness in there as well. You know. I like that. I would imagine you're able to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. It's hard, but, you know. And now it's good because the parents are, like, all watching me now, and they're like, wow, thank you for speaking so good about, you know, kids and stuff. So they're on the same boat as me. So it's really good. I'm just glad they got to see the real me, you know. I'm glad they didn't add me to be an asshole. And it's just great, you know, having having them pretty much have me, you know. like (laughs)
1: Yeah. Now, can I ask you, you know, you talked a little bit about when you came here, you're uh, young, like 12 or something like Mm -hmm. that, and that you started getting into MMA based off of both Pride and off of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Can I ask specifically which Jean-Claude Van Damme movies? Because this will tell me everything about you.
2: Man, we have watched all of them. Our favorite ones was Kickboxer. Uh, What was the other one, the... um... Oh man, the blind side, you know, he gets blind at the end with bolo. <laughs>
1: wait, are you talking wait. Uh you're talking about kickboxer and you're talking about blood sport.
2: Bloodsport, there you go.
1: Kickboxer
2: blood sport was one of the favorites. Those those we watched those all the time.
1: All right, because no, I got a little worried normal. when you just said that. I wasn't sure if you were going to be going into sudden death. You're like, I became an MMA fighter after. Oh, no,
2: no, 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 no. That's not the real train Clover and right there. You know. <laughs> kickboxer's the one, man. The kickboxer's the one I got. It's a 10 one you know, training in the woods. You know, that was the
1: one. <laughs> Before we transition nice. out of that, though, I do have to ask you, what is your feeling, and I don't know if you know this, but they are remaking Kickboxer.
2: I actually saw that with um, GSP, right?
1: Yeah, are you are you okay with that? How do you see? I
2: mean, I, I don't know if I am. I mean, it's. I, I'm interested to see. I, I'm, let's just say I'm interested to see what they're
1: going to look like. Like, well, how they're going to play the story? You know, I'm just interested to see. Well, that is because when you uh, talk uh, with uh, GSP, it is going yeah, to be very you know, much I, like this. I, I just can't. It's very I different. Can't, I can't. Um, I can't hear
2: his voice for more than two minutes. You know, it's like.
1: It's oh no!
2: A, I know <laughs> I got a horrible accent as well, but. You know, G.S. <laughs> just listening to him for an hour and a half. I don't know if I could do that. So Yeah, <laughs> but you
1: sound
0: like a fighter. Like, you sound yeah. like someone that could fight. Yeah. He doesn't have that bass in his voice that even the, the Jean-Claude Van Desey had. So I'm pretty nervous. <laughs> yeah, <that> yeah.
2: Because <laughs> hey, he had a little action as well, but he sounded more like a fighter type, you
0: know? Yeah. Not just so, someone with a lot yeah, of questions. I'm,
2: I'm, 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 oh, excuse me. I'm interested to see how they're going to play it out. I'm interested to see the story, and, you know, we'll see. I might just walk it on mute and do the (laughs) subscript on the bottom, you
1: know? (laughs) It might be better that way. Kev, do me a favor. Clock the exact moment on the podcast when Uh, uh, Diego said he was not impressed with the caliber of GSP's voice performance. I will. I uh, noted his
0: sharp critique, like –
1: so after these Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, you know, how did you get started? Where were you training? How did all that come together for you?
2: I was, uh, my brother was trained. Like, my brother started when he was 14. And I, um, I promised my mom I was going to finish high school, you know, because that's one thing she may be So <laughs> I was like, okay. And then um, when I was a sophomore in high school, I started playing football. By my senior year, I was a captain already. So I, I did pretty good in football. And then afterwards, I had a chance to go to college and play, but I had an a injury that wouldn't allow me, so I decided to start training. You know, I was a big boy. And my brother's like, "Man, you, you're gonna be really good," you know. Start training, and I started in jiu-jitsu with uh, Junior Cell and Rafael Asuncion. the Asuncion brothers.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And then they're like, "Hey, you gotta get your blue belt first before you before you want to fight." So I did. I think it took about two years for me to get my blue belt. And then boom, that's it. I've been in it ever since.
0: So was jiu-jitsu the first love?
2: Yeah, jiu-jitsu was. Yeah, I was Absolutely. always like, I, I would spar a little bit. I just, I, I always loved to bang. You know, like everybody was experienced already, but I didn't care. I got thrown and in, right into the wolves, and man, I just went at it. I just put my head down and swing. I was always like that. Hmm. I, I was never afraid <laughs> to get hit and stuff. You know, so I, the stand up came to me pretty, pretty good because of that.
0: Yeah, I saw that it was noted you played football beforehand. Real quick, what position in football did you play?
2: I actually played defensive line. Defensive line and nose guard.
0: Wow. Yeah, probably yeah, really was, good for the MMA big, burst. Yeah, I was
2: pretty bigger back then. I was bigger back then, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it's just those freaking 300-pounders. You know, i I handled those guys all day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what he's saying is he's ready to fight Roy Nelson. When all the Ultimate fighters exactly. over, he's good to go.
2: Hey, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs>
0: if we could make that happen, that would be a really odd couple-looking fight. Um, Diego, talk to me as you're looking at this retroactively. Um, you said you were the same person. How do you feel that your fight life has transformed since the Ultimate Fighter?
2: Man, it's uh, it's a little different. I, I'm not gonna lie. It's so, yes, like yesterday. I went to the mall. Man, I got stopped like ten times to take pictures, and I'm like, man, people are actually watching this. You know, it's like caught <laughs> me a surprise, man. It's it's pretty cool. It's you uh, it hasn't gotten annoying like... yet. You know, I'm at the I'm at the stage where I'm enjoying it. You know, I got fans here and there. You know, people talk with me sometimes. You know, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes from here. You know it, <laughs> It's just getting bigger, and but I'm enjoying it right now. It's real. It's been fun right
1: now, man. Absolutely. Have you been like stopped in a weird way yet? No, not yet. Okay,
2: because we need we'll to see. prepare It'll you. Happen, yeah, I get stopped all the time by people thinking, "Hey, great, great fight last night, winning that championship." You know, <laughs> I <No, get> no. am <laughs> stopped to pick my brother. But I've always played that one out cool. I'm like, thanks, man. Yeah, let's take a picture and stuff. So, so <laughs> I, I just go with it. <laughs> that's, That'll that's be a funny game. That's what I used to do back in the days when I, I was playing football and my brother was fighting. You know, after the fight, they'll think I was him. And they'll be like, hey, you want to take a picture? I'm like, yeah, let's go. Get your friends too. <laughs> like, I'll I play it off really cool. I'll be like, yeah, I'm done. Just come on. Let's take a picture. <laughs> so so I've always awesome. done that, man. It's always been fun.
0: The Lima. You guys should at the end of as like you guys are like becoming. You'll have to Google image search and see how many times the press and people have posted it as the wrong name. That'll be really. Funny. Hey, oh
2: yeah, all the time. And the fan is like, Douglas, you do UFC right?" I'm like, "Yeah, come on." That's man. I'm a little.
1: I'm a little nervous here. If this is working so well out on the streets, if these two guys are just gonna swap, like, yeah, in the middle of a fight. You're just gonna see like oh. Diego walk out of the cage, his brother man. walk back in, and no one be all the different on no
2: it. No one be. Uh, that would be awesome, man. That's genius. <laughs> yep. I think that would like, be awesome. Yeah, we the same way, class. It can
0: happen. Plus, <laughs> we've been talking a lot about like tag team, mm-hmm. mixed martial arts. The Lima brothers would be up there as early yep. favorites for the tag team. Oh titles, yeah,
2: definitely. Like, the added okay, element of actual
0: brothers? Shirt. I can already see the t-shirts. Now we're talking.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good idea, man. We we don't have a Lima Brothers
1: t-shirt yet. I think we've got to invest in that. Yeah, Easy. absolutely. You need to be on that like yesterday, buddy, especially if people are stopping you. Yeah, I know. Them. I been man, man, should have been <laughs> on that already. That's what I'm saying, and you know you're you're so far behind, and you basically came up the, with that idea with us. You need to cut us in at least twenty percent of merchants.
2: Okay, there you go. sales.
1: That's what I think is fair. <laughs> Diego, is the not rash guards develop. Yeah,
2: there <laughs> yeah, we all, all, Just check the interview. That's where it happened.
1: I love it, <laughs> Diego. I have to ask this now. Uh, you know, we always love asking what we see on the cameras and what we don't see on the cameras. Uh, you know, just take us up to where we are right now. Is there something cool that happened that you wish would have been seen um, that you can talk about or that you can tell us that you've seen?
2: Man, there's there's so many things. Because <clears throat> in the house, you know, a lot of people talk a lot and stuff, there's... I, I think there's a lot of conversation that could have made. And, you know, most of them probably including, including Matt Van Byrne. He's got, man, I'm telling you, that guy's got jokes for days, man. And they really have. I think they probably play more of his stuff when it's when his week to fight.
4: Mm-hmm. But,
2: oh, my God, that dude will drop something like every minute. That would have everybody on the floor laughing, you know. Like, he, he's too funny. And he talks so much shit about everyone else. It's just hilarious, man. I think they need to put more Van Buren stuff, you know. They haven't yet. We'll see towards the end when he's, he's ready to fight and stuff. They'll probably do it, but, man, he'll you know them in the van, like, driving to the driving to the gym in the van, like, all this stuff, man. man, man. That's
1: so weird. That, like, because the way the show is leading us to believe is the show is leading us and editing us to not like him.
2: See, that's what, that's what, um, uh, the other team, well, I guess the other team hated him. Like, everybody on the other team didn't like him at all. But, man, our team, like, loved the guy. Like, we, it wouldn't be the same without him there, you know. But, you know, it's just, what's going to happen is, like, people are going to like him and people are going to hate it. But that's just, he's not going to change, you know. He just doesn't bite his tongue. He'll say what he has to say. You yeah. know? like, to Chris Field, whoever it is, like, he's going to say what he has to say. I think there's a couple more arguments they get involved in. They're probably going to show. Sweet. And, like, he just, he just doesn't bite his tongue. That's how he is, you know. He's he's real. He's the realest guy. He's probably the realest guy in the house. He doesn't – if he's got to say something, he's he's going to say it, you know. He's not going to talk about somebody and then come to me and say it, you know. He's going to go tell them first, and then he's going to come to us and talk about it, you know. <laughs> he's that type of guy. And people, I guess people don't like that, you know. He's just – some people will, some people won't, but that's just how I mean, he I'll is. Tell he says, you, he's you're not gonna for, talk about behind your back. You know, he's gonna tear you in your face.
1: For our purposes, he's gold for me. So Oh he yeah. can oh, oh, keep God. doing this. Yeah. I'm
2: yeah. good with this. <laughs> he's gold for you. He will have you, man, he'll have you rolling.
0: <laughs> we prefer the loudmouths. I can't imagine why that would be the case. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> hard, hard to figure me out. Me
2: neither. Hard 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 to see why.
0: and diego you're really accessible what's your twitter handle where people can
2: find you twitter at dhlima121
0: very cool dhlima121 yeah that's my instagram as
2: well and yeah that's all here's something i find interesting and
0: i'm curious about this you are one of the few people that like it feels like are in the house after going through sort of the younger ranks of In 2013, you were named a top prospect, and obviously we didn't necessarily see you in the cage. So what's it Mm -hmm. like to have that confidence as you come into the Ultimate Fighter house?
2: Man, there was like, I wasn't even thinking about that. There was just so much pressure overall, you know? Like, even the fights to get in the house, man, we didn't know who we were fighting the day. We found out who we were fighting, like, the day before. And, like, there was just so much, like, so much pressure it was like it was nerve wracking, how do I say it? You know, it was just, sure. there's so much going into it that I, I didn't even have time to think about that, you know. Once we all start talking in the house, you know, everybody see their backgrounds, you know. A couple of them knew who I was already, you know, they knew my brother too, so they they knew I was one of the favorites, you know. And then I just went in like, hey, I don't care what they think, you know, I'm just here to beat some ass, you know, I gotta do what I have to do, it doesn't matter. <laughs> You no, know, because once you get in there, you see guys that out of nowhere win it, you know, so I just didn't want that to happen. I didn't want people talking all about me, oh, this guy's going to win and blah, 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 and then, you know, something happened, you know, you know how it is. I just didn't want that, so I was just trying to be myself and didn't even worry about that.
0: Absolutely, and I think that's uh, pretty indicative of why we saw you stay so composed, and the composure and even a little bit of drama in these early fights is just so much fun for us, the viewers. So we would, yeah, uh, of I, course, yeah, offer our thanks. Yeah,
2: the first they're not showing—they're not showing so much stuff about the house and stuff. So I, I think I—I I don't know, I don't know. They're not showing a whole lot, man. So it's amazing because they film twenty-four-seven. You know, it's like you got a camera, damn camera, on your face when you wake up, when you <laughs> go take your first pee. It's like, man, where's all that at? You know. <laughs>
1: Do you, well, well, I can maybe stuff. explain some of that for you. I don't know that I really want to watch you using the facility, so maybe it's better they edit yeah, that stuff yeah, out.
2: Okay, maybe a little too far on that one, but, you know. Like, no I want to see your training, you but started. I don't
1: need to see the results of the training. and <laughs> being like, oh, my God, I got swamp ass tonight, guys. Ugh. <laughs> it's Topper 30. Yeah, like the training sessions, too, man. They
2: just show, they pretty much... On the training sessions, they like, we went at it all day, you know. Our training was so hard, and they're making it seem like we just did a couple of drills here and there, and boom, you fight, you know. No, man, we bust our ass in their training, you know. They haven't showed that yet. I don't know why. It's like the training was so hard, man, and they're making it seem like it was just
3: just a few
2: drills here and there, a few talks with the coach. You know, it's like, no, show the real stuff, man. Show us freaking showing us. showing us busting our asses. You know. Well, to be fair, no, the formula,
1: the formula for the show never deviates. That's why we did the whole one-minute review because we're like, oh, I can piece this together. Like, even if the experiences are completely different, yeah. they still want to show you like five minutes of training, and then all of a sudden, if you're comparing Team Edgar to Team BJ Penn. You guys look like you're working your asses off, while BJ is being depicted as no, everybody like no, like it's too hard, like sit down, like it's cool.
2: Yeah, just like yeah. show up <laughs> at the fights, bro. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I, I'm in, I'm interested to see how they were training. You know, I can see, man. I, I knew Tim was doing too much. I mean, the guys like running every day, doing all these shit ups every day. I'm like, man, you know, he's gonna get burned out, man. You know, it's like. I've been in this game for a little bit now, you know. My brother's been fighting ever since he was 14. Like, I've had pretty much, like, 12 to 14 of experience being in it all, you know. And I know rest is one of the most important things, you know. And I, I was yeah. telling, even on our team, you know, there was a couple of young fighters that were doing too much. I'm like, man, you guys have to relax, man. You know, like, all these cameras here, they're trying to do a little too much, you know. And it's like, just relax, chill, you know. Your time will yeah. come, man. All the training is done. There's really nothing... You're gonna do here that you haven't done back at home. You know, it's like you just gotta stay composed and wait for your time.
1: Can't burn yourself why...
2: out and then boom, you go fight. Uh, that's it. You got one minute cardio.
1: I think that's why Kevin and I, as jiu-jitsu practitioners, were so happy when you we saw you take that back. We were like, "Yes, do that,
2: that exact, <laughs> do it." Yeah.
0: And then seize it. I it frustrates yeah. me endlessly when I see people take someone's back and then not really punish just, them for it. There, huh? like...
2: Yeah, no, I. Man, I don't even worry about I'm Like I've been going straight for the neck, man, and then the hooks will get in. But man, I've been attacking that neck right away.
0: Love it. It's uh, That's it's the one effective. Thing I practice well,
2: practice all the time. It's just take that neck first and then get the hooks.
0: Diego, this has been great. We've taken up a lot of your time, and we can't tell you how much we appreciate you swinging by the podcast. Oh, it's and we know. Good. You have another fight, and we would like to invite you back for the second part of recap when he eventually fights again.
2: I'm down, man. I'm down. That'll be fun.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, Yeah, sounds good. I had
2: a blast, man. You guys are freaking awesome.
0: (laughs) Find (laughs) this man on Twitter. I guess. He's so
1: nice. I know. He leaves with a motivational speech for us. It's just like, you guys like, <laughs> You guys are like the best. I just want to let you guys know.
2: Keep, keep doing what you're doing, guys. You guys, man, <laughs> way to get on the board. <laughs> That's
0: it, lady. We've gotten certainly a lot of good catchphrases for this to go on the board. I Ladies know. and gentlemen, from Tough 19, American top team out in Georgia, Diego
2: Lima. Bam, that's right. Follow me on Twitter, bitches. I'm just kidding. Follow me on Twitter, (laughs) (laughs) DHLima121. And, you know, I can't wait to be back with you guys, man. And I'm going to share this and retweet this. And I had a blast, man. Thank you. Thank you a lot for having me. Diego Lima.
0: Tap fans, if you know anything about us, you know our obsession with tweeting live coverage, Um, and we have perhaps no better a guest than the man that's nailing that. We have a lot of questions about your process here, Adam. Adam Hunter from MMA Roasted, adamhunter.com, a very funny comedian in the MMA world. Of course you know him. He's always tweeting out the fights. How are you doing this evening, Adam?
5: Good. Thanks for having me on. I really, really appreciate it.
0: We appreciate it too. How? What do you use to tweet jokes during the fight? Are you using a laptop? Do you have like a team of people you just yell jokes at and they tweet them? <laughs> yeah,
5: I wish. No, it's usually um, it's usually just me. Yeah, I I have a laptop um, or my my uh, phone. It's hard sometimes like when I have because um, sometimes I'm like in L.A. It's easier because the fights start earlier, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, five o'clock or six o'clock. But it's harder when I'm on the I'm on the East Coast or on the road because it's usually right when I'm about to go on stage on Saturday nights is when the but the main event starts. So I'm like, oh, and that's when it gets hard. You know, luckily like Fox Sports, they um they send me a, a password to watch the pay per views because I did this thing called texting last fight. So I get to watch on the pay per views and like get it on that. But that's when it gets to be hard uh, when like the fights are going on you know but it's 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 not just me it's only like kind of two people are like oh man you guys are hilarious or you guys and i'm like this is me <laughs> and then i don't want to like, respond back saying it's only me cuz that sounds really arrogant like, yeah that is a hard thing but, yeah. to respond you know it's like but I, it's like I, i'm like i'm better off giving uh, an anonymous invisible person credit <laughs> than taking full credit to myself and it sounded like an asshole. So Well, let's just be clear on verbal tap.
0: People, it's just him, so no need <laughs> to congratulate multiple people. Uh, I think me. that's impressive because I'm just always shocked how much you get out during the fights.
5: Yeah, I mean sometimes, you know, it's like I, I was watching a uh, an interview with uh like Patrice O'Neal, I think it was uh Patrice it was he was on Fox Sports and I don't know, I mean he was on the Fox News channel, it's on YouTube and some lady was like yelling at him about how his, her his like jokes were uh, offensive or or you know whatever and he was basically saying you know good jokes and bad jokes are born out of the same womb you know so a mm-hmm. lot of times like I'll write you know twenty jokes and ten of them are funny or fifty of them or five of them are funny or fifty whatever the thing is but it's like I have to just put them out there and hopefully yeah. people like them you know it's so funny when people come at me and i going oh look you know that joke sucked or like yeah what about the other <laughs> nineteen I wrote right, right. and. <laughs> And, and, and just because you didn't laugh doesn't mean other people didn't laugh, you know? Uh, well, that's the whole
1: thing. You're, it, you're appealing to different senses of humor, and it's a war of attrition most of the times yeah. with comedy, where you're just, like, you You can play to so many different types of levels. Like, when I watch you work, I'm seeing, you know, you've got your super crass joke followed by your super funny smart joke, and I'm just like, Jesus, people, this man is working for your approval. Get on the fucking <laughs> for picture. Free. Like, you, know yeah. <laughs>
5: like Twitter, you're telling I, I this guy, like, it. fuck you, dude. No, and that's the but thing. I mean, I, 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 the only time I really get attacked are by people who have their own podcast or have their own MMA website or something, and, and they, they can't understand. You're like, what the fuck? Why does he have 38,000 followers and I have 2,000? So I'm going to come <laughs> after him. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm not going to respond to you because, you know, number one, i would be giving you credibility. Yeah. Number two, I, I, you would then know that you're annoying me, and, and I don't want you to know that. You know, and um, and also it's like, dude, you know, like if you don't, if you don't like the joke, then you write a better joke. You know, exactly. that's really like the situation rather than put down my joke. Write write your own joke, and then see how it does. You
1: know, I mean, you know, the the nice thing about it is, and I think you come from a similar space, is when we're writing jokes during that, I have enough in me where if I see you write a joke, I'm like, shit, dude, that joke won. And the idea is to <laughs> always you you know you it's a nice competitive spirit, but I'm not going to go up to you and be like, "Hey, Dick, you got there first, and you're right, fine. oh no that's funny
5: sometimes people sometimes people like you know like you know like a, you take an improv class and they have a thing called a Herald where it's like they like go back to mm-hmm. they go back to where it started, and sometimes like you know you, you know for example. You know, people, everyone keeps calling out Bisbing or Conor McGregor. Or, there are certain patterns that like happen in MMA. They're funny, so I was like, say things. You know, like you know, you know, you know, Obama just called out Bisbing or something, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then next thing I know, every time something happened, someone somebody would write, they called out Bisbing. So people are beating me to my own joke. You know, and, which, which essentially means it's time to move to another joke. <laughs> are, yeah, exactly. But but I but I still appreciate it. I I still favorite it. But I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, yeah. man. I guess I guess yeah. I can't do those jokes anymore. Yeah, it I is actually, definitely. Uh,
0: <laughs> I wholesale. I only tag at MMA roasted with my good ones.
5: Oh, thanks, which... man. I, I yeah, I, I appreciate that. Sometimes, there's very sometimes people kill me though. There, there's there's sometimes that people like. The, I'll I'll, I'll, write, I'll write a joke and. Someone wrote a tag on the joke, and the tag's funnier than my joke. I'm like, ah, oh, fucker.
4: Yeah. I'm like,
5: I'm like, thank you. Or, or someone like I wrote, like, uh, I hate auto-text on my phone. Like, the other day I was trying to text uh, injured, and it kept coming up, Tito. I and know. Somebody, and somebody put, like, they actually had an auto-text, I guess an app or whatever, a drawing, where they put Tito and injured. And <laughs> I was like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> i gotta say adam the thing i
1: like the best is and you've cultivated a nice following with the fighters themselves uh they seem to really be into it like that's what we found too is for the most part as long as you're not saying like fuck you you suck like they tend to realize it's a joke and they get punched in the face for a living so what has been your experience uh with fighters and have you had any fighter go like hold up dude that mm, a a little too far
5: yeah, I mean, for the most part, for like ninety nine percent of the fighters, uh, they either follow me and have come on the podcast. I'm talking about like big fighters, like guys like Chris Weidman or Johnny Hendricks or you know Frankie Edgar and Cub Swanson. You know, you, I get people like that that I'm like, holy shit, name jumper. You know, like, I mean, no, but I'm sense. saying like, <laughs> what I'm saying is like, if I didn't have that Twitter, it would be so hard to get to these people. You know? Yeah. If I didn't have like a direct DM line to them, I'm like, holy shit, yeah. I get to. You know, and then they actually respond. I it takes like four or five times. Like, I mean, Nate Diaz every single week. I DM him going, "Hey man, look forward to having you on the show this week." Knowing he's not going to respond, yeah. and then he'll like, and then he'll respond like every fifth week, like, "Sorry bro, man. Uh, uh, keep, keep, texting, keep tweeting me." <laughs> <But> I, <laughs> oh, I, sorry, I, like,
1: face- No, bro. Like, you know, sorry. It's just this weed is so fucking killer. It's like I can't, you know. Yeah,
5: exactly. Day. Um, the, the problem sometimes gets when a fighter is not following me, and then someone, I'll write a joke about a fighter, and then someone will tag that fighter in the joke. Uh, wow. For example, with Melvin Gallard, like two weeks ago, I wrote a joke that um, Tim Boats is so white that Melvin Gallard tried to snort him. <laughs> and, and, then, and Melvin Gallard saw that and wrote, like, wow. And then I was like, hey, Melvin, I'm a, I'm a big fan. You know. And then, he's like, and then he's like, big fan when you make comments like that. <laughs> I like, so I said, you know, hey, look, Melvin, if you look at the context of the joke, it was in a video with like 10 other jokes, you know, and then he looked at it and then he and then he responded back like, hey, man, it's all good. I'd love to come on your show, you know, so he was super nice about it. But I had to yeah. explain That's to him cool. that it was like, in. Inco- but uh, out, I could I could see how out of context you'd be like, what the fuck? Um,
0: I heard Tim Bosch was pissed guys. about that joke, too.
5: I'm kidding. <laughs> <Tim> so, <obviously>, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, Brendan Schaub got upset. Brendan Schaub is probably the guy who got the most. Him, he, he got the most upset at me. Schaub and um, I think Why? I wrote like one joke. That's weird. I, I said like Brendan Schaub said that um, nothing will stop him from getting getting the belt except everyone he fights. <laughs> so it was like a very, very simpler, simple like you know, oh up, knock it down joke. They don't right, all have to got, be – yeah,
0: that, that's a good one though. Like it's – yeah, I like it when like, fighters that are nowhere close make super bold claims. Yeah, it's a
1: right, good – like, right. And you up. know what the stupid part is? You That like you could literally put a blank in front of that name and just be like BJ Penn blank. Yeah,
5: like, exactly. It was nothing personal and it was sort of – but I guess maybe – or maybe I said something like – I guess maybe it was after he got knocked out or I made a joke like he wants to borrow one of Roy Nelson's chins or something. It was something. Maybe it was that. It was one of those jokes that he got upset about, like really upset about, and uh, like blocked me. I know if they, if they block me, I'm like, okay, they get upset. And then uh, so
0: – You should start an email d- collection of fighters yeah. that block you. That would be kind of a cool –
5: there's only like four or five of them actually. There's like about five of them that have blocked me. And Shepard, the thing is that I'm good friends with Brian Callen, who's, who mm-hmm. does a podcast with Shepard. So I, I sort of kind of made peace with him through, through, through Callen. I told him like, Listen, man, you know, I, you know, if Chaplin's wants me to make jokes about him, no problem, you know." Yeah. Uh, and I and like and he, I know he's good friends with Ellen Berger, and it's like they train together and same thing. I guess maybe it was just sort of like a you know you can catch anybody on the wrong day, and yeah, they can of get upset. You know, and I, I have nothing against Brandon Schauber, Really, any fighter. Uh, Brittany Palmer yeah. got upset too. Ooh, Brittany! <laughs> Brittany Palmer was like, a, "That was a rough one." Yeah. Why you know? would
0: she get like violently upset? Just out of curiosity, I'm surprised uh, that she upset to Well, because I just said that four
5: fighters have pulled out of 51, and then Brittany Palmer, and she uh, she didn't take that very well.
4: Well, so. you know, <laughs>
0: here's the first of all, that's a joke at UFC was one. <laughs> I think more than anyone's expense. I think she's yeah. yeah,
5: and it was like honestly, I, I know she did it one fighter. I, I don't even know, but I, but I had had a bunch of fighters DM me like, dude, that, that 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 like joke was hilarious. Keep making breaking Palmer jokes, you know. So, so but I, I've had fighters send me pictures of people they don't like in like compromising positions and telling me to post them. And I'm like, "Are you out of your fucking mind? I'm not posting this, <laughs> you know."
1: It's <laughs> your- so weird that, that to you that. become this like gatekeeper for yeah, all okay. of this information? People just send it to you. They're like, "Adam, do something with it."
5: Uh, That's what they say. They, I, go, they go, "Listen, I don't want like do whatever you want with this, but you didn't get it from me." And I, I have a fighter like wearing a bra and like in his in his underwear or like a naked fighter. I'm like, dude, "I'm not fucking posting this." At the same time, I may have sent it to another fighter saying, do what you want with it. Sure. But, right. right. You know.
1: <laughs> so, Adam, tell me, you know, Kevin and I are comedians, uh, so we we understand your pain, we know the fight, but for us, we've always been interested, how did you decide to start doing, like, comedy, but uh, with this kind of nice slant for MMA?
5: Um. Well, what happened was I was... Uh, John Heffron, I don't know really if John Heffron. He he's he won last Great. Comic Standing, and he's a pretty big comic. He I was his opener for a while on the road, and he's a huge fight fan. We, we would watch fights together all the time, and he was hosting the World MMA Awards one year, and he asked me if I could write jokes for him. You know, so I had all these jokes that I wrote for the Fighters Only MMA Awards, and um, and then you know that went well, and then. You know, they were very kind of, it's like, they were very, uh how should we say it? They were very, uh they, they didn't want to offend people in the award shows. I had sure. all these jokes that I wanted people to say, but I couldn't say it. And then I, I ended up getting hired like the next four to five years for that award show. But I had all these jokes about MMA fighters based on that, that I had nowhere to go. So I then started this MMA Roasted account and, like, and then I started putting them up there and I just couldn't believe the amount of response I was getting from people. You know, like, uh, I was like, holy shit, there's a community of people that want to laugh, that know about this stuff, that nobody's really hitting, and that I'm enjoying doing this with, you know? So Mm -hmm. then, I was, because, like, you know, if I I go on stage uh, tonight at this comedy club and I do a Costa Philippo joke, I mean, people are going to look at me like I'm fucking nuts. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you know? And they look at me like I'm nuts anyway. it would be even worse, you know. Maybe it will be one even, even, Even like a John Jones joke. or People still don't mm-hmm. even know John Jones. But the right. 90% of people that go to comedy clubs. I hate to say it, you know, but that's the truth.
0: Now we hear my experience.
5: So, so then I, uh, I started making these videos, and they were doing pretty well. And then Fox Sports contacted me and said, hey, we want you to do this thing called Text From Last Fight. Where you pretend that your fighters texting each other during fights? Great, and then like, and then I had a, I had a podcast that was the MMA roast podcast. They they picked that up as well, which led to another a, a a new job I'm starting this week over at a with like YouTube, like a, a YouTube sports like type daily show. So it's been oh, it's awesome. been great, you know. I mean, there are times that like I'm like, man, if I put as much effort into my regular comedy career. As I was doing MMA roast, sure. <laughs> I probably have my own hour fucking special by now. Like, what am I doing, you know? On the other hand, you know, it's, uh I'm not burning material that way. Like, you know, no. people are coming to see my, my, my show and seeing an hour of jokes they've never heard. And mm. I'm really coming up with, like, an extra 10 minutes a month on fighting for that particular audience, you know? So it's like, as long as it doesn't consume me to the point where my stand-up comedy career, like, this fucking folds. I think I'll be all right, but that, that definitely sometimes is a concern that I'm spending too much time on MMA jokes and not enough time. But the thing is, the MMA jokes like you know, there's an audience there 24 seven. I mean, it's like I, I could do yeah. a joke at four o'clock in the morning, and people in England are laughing. You know? Yeah. So, and I'm getting about like an average of 20, 30 people a week come to my shows just from who are just MMA for fans. And just here's what I'll say. I mean, what
0: was that? Each, no, I was just going to say, it sounds, never more have sports and the comedy coverage sort of been out there. And other sports have like the fantasy angle more than MMA has figured out. So you're filling, and obviously there's a need for, the the humorous coverage of MMA, which is why I think even MMA Roasted is such a good title for it.
5: Oh, no, thanks. No, and I get people all the time, but like, dude, this fucking fight sucks, but... Because of your stupid commentary, I'm hmm. laughing my ass off. I can't tell you how many people are saying like, "Oh man, I just spit my drink out because of you." Or you owe me a <laughs> beer. Or bro, I mean, even like fighters, even, even the fighters themselves. Like, I mean, guys like all of a sudden they be like, "Jerome, Max Holloway will be like, what the fuck?'" I mean, I, I had the other day. I had a um, Leonard Garcia tweeted me like, "Hey man, your your jokes get me through training. Thank you." I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm fucking helping a guy out training wise, you know, and I, and I, I, do happen to, um, I think a part of it also is I, I used to wrestle in high school. I was, uh, I was great. it was prep school, but I was a four time state champ in high school and then wrestled in college. And then I, I coached, I've been coaching for about nine years out in LA. So, um, I coached a middle school wrestling team and started a high school program for wrestling. So, you know, there was never really like a, professional wrestling when I was growing up it was like it was like WWE but there's never really like a and this sort of right. become, became like the I would say the major league for wrestlers you know so I think that's why sometimes my my comedy does pretty well with them because I have a kind of a jock mentality and <laughs> they can kind of relate you know
1: I have two questions from here. the first, so you're, you're teaching middle school kids wrestling um, at some point, do you start roasting them? Second question
4: <laughs> uh,
1: when we're really talking about like what it is you're doing and and how all of this is coming together, do you find that some of the fighters enjoy you all that much more because you are training? because Kevin and I do find that like the fighters are okay with us until we mention, oh by the way, we trained jitsu, and then all of a sudden they're just like, oh, you're idiots, but I get it. All right, we're cool.
5: Uh yeah, you know, I think that, you know, what was it? Like, probably like eighty percent of mixed Martial artists for the second question, I, first one I'm no I'm not gonna roast the kid. I like do say funny sometimes, but it normally goes over the kids' heads. So it's like <laughs> probably, the only yeah. people laugh, the only people laughing are like the other coaches. Um <laughs> but as far as uh, the thing is I think that uh, yeah, I think a lot of times like when I post pictures of me coaching the kids the fighters see a different side of me and they're like, oh, okay. He's not just some fucking keyboard warrior making jokes at our expense. He's actually helping kids, you know? So, and it's helping kids in the sport that, 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 like, they were helped at. So, I think that, um, you know, I think a lot of them are really, really cool. And I've, I've, I've also trained with some fighters before. I, I used to train over at Legends. I mean, I suck at Jiu-Jitsu. I'm not going to lie. I, you know, I... I I freaking get so a takedown and then go right, go right for a DDT yeah. and end up in guard the entire fucking time. And I, I think I'm, I'm like. I was about to say, thing. I was
1: like, "You're you're in a safe zone here." We all tell jokes <laughs> for a living. We all get paid to tell jokes for a living. However, we also all suck at jujitsu, so we're, we're <laughs> amongst friends here. We train, terribly, oh yeah. But...
5: No, it was pretty funny because actually, like the first time I did um, a video, I just got bashed on the underground. People were like this was this guy sucks. Who the fuck does he think he is? Jeez. Blah, blah, blah. Go fucking kill yourself. This and that. And then someone's like, I train with him in wrestling. He's pretty good, but he gasses early. And that's what I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, I gas early? I'm fucking 35. Look, I'm a comedian. on fucking Adderall and, and, pay- and antidepressants. So, gas early. Like, really?
0: Like, also, <laughs> what is with the guy trading insider knowledge on your YouTube <laughs> no, <he's> never- comments? <laughs> right.
5: like, That's not fucking
0: fair. Off limits, dude.
5: At the same time, I was actually honored that I even, like, been put in the same category as someone who would be described as gassing early, you know? Yeah, that actually
0: is. He's pretty good, but he gasses
5: early. (laughs) That kind of made my day, actually. It kind of was like, oh, I was like, oh. I kind of, like, had a whole new respect for myself at that point. I'm like, oh, I fucking I gas early. Yeah, that's fucking... But, um, yeah, so I, I think that, uh... I, you know, I think that when people find out that I coach wrestling, there's a whole different respect to it, you know? And I, I, I do feel like, uh, also it's funny cause like, you know, I, I've like been attacked by, I'm not even going to mention it, but a certain like feminist groups and certain whatever saying how bad I was for women's MMA because of some sexist jokes I made or something. And I'm like, dude, I fucking coached girls wrestling. I've had like over hundreds of females on my wrestling podcast, like, I'm, the, the girls are the ones retweeting most of my fucking jokes half the time, you know? It's just like, it's, it's like their own thing that, like, is getting in the way of something. It's just like, it's just ridiculous, to be honest, because... Uh, I mean, the, the
1: antithesis of comedy is always going to be agendas. Like, if you've got people out there that are just trying to come at you with whatever agenda they're, they're doing, they're just using your joke as the platform to do that.
5: Uh, it's, absolutely and, and it, all, not to mention it's a fucking joke <laughs> like, Plus, yeah. that's right. that's the thing it's like one thing I'm gonna make, like the difference between <laughs> what, what I do and most people do is most people just make comments like this guy right. sucks or he's terrible or he has no heart or they should cut him like you'll never see me make a straight comment about anybody unless it's positive mm. like keep your head right. up or you're a great fighter or hey man you know whatever it's positive I'm never gonna fucking bash somebody but I but I'll do it in an in a, in a art form of a joke to elicit mm-hmm. laughter, and that's and that's to me a positive thing. It, it, it's a joke; right. it's supposed to make people laugh. And there's a you know the problem is that there's a victim to every single joke. And I was going to say,
0: what feminist group is turning to you to be the voice of
1: <laughs> their issues it's, again? I
5: don't, I don't even want to give her credibility because they'll listen to this and then they'll oh, fucking cool. blow up again. But. Uh, but yeah, I the whole point was that I didn't respond to it because my my whole point is that uh, jokes are for laughter, and uh, that's what I'm trying to do. And there's a victim to every joke, and and I try to victimize each 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 group or each thing equally, you know, make fun of male fighters, female fighters, straight fighters, gay fighters, this fighter, that fighter. And to me, that to me that's that's being that's, that's equality. And just because someone makes a joke that you don't find funny doesn't mean that it was meant to offend you. And that you have to come after me for
0: it. And to my knowledge, I'll have to fact check this. A joke has never denied a woman a right to vote. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm right. mostly
0: sure that's the case. <laughs> if we, yeah, I know. If we keep looking through the analogs. What about the fun side? What are you taking away from? Because you're obviously, I mean, Twitter, I guess there's no real sense of like bad Twitter. I mean, people are awful, but you're you're also blowing up in a positive way. What do you find has been a good transformational few stories you've gotten um, from people?
5: Well, I mean it's been great. I mean, as far as like, oh, well, I got to I got to, I got to direct some great videos and May awards this year. which I did the Mark Munoz Miley Cyrus video. I wrote directed that, and uh, you know, my friend um, Jason Harris came up with the walk with the band, say, and I wrote the lyrics for it. And, I mean, getting getting to meet all these fighters has been amazing. Uh, getting you know have like have meetings, like, you know, Chael Sonnen came to my show, you know, Frank uh, Trey came to my show, and Josh Barnett, all these, you know, big guys coming to my shows and just making them laugh, and just being able to, you know, work with Jake Ellenberger every week on a podcast and just sort of, I mean, these are really positive people, you know, people that are going for something and people that are really good to be around. Well, I love hanging out with comics, but some of my comic friends are the most miserable, negative Oh god! <laughs> like all they want to do is bitch about Crystalia. you know. So <laughs> yes. it's nice. It's nice sometimes only, to get out of that world.
0: You can only hear so many not getting laid jokes before it's like, get a fucking gym membership. It's not okay the way a lot of you look. Come on.
5: Yeah, I mean that, and also it's also like let's just let's just sit here and bash a lot of comedians. It's nice sometimes to be around people that are like, hey, I'm gonna get up and work out and eat healthy, and <laughs>
0: they've got endorphins so, but, pumping. <laughs> Feel yeah, good live about their lives and bodies. Yeah,
5: yeah, exactly. I mean, that's kind of cool. It, it may not be the funniest, but it's definitely kind of cool. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's been a positive. It's just you know, having Dana White come to my show, that uh, that's been Whoa. awesome. And here's a question: you know? What does
1: Dana White, as a performer, when you're looking out to the audience, what is his reaction like? What do are you verbals Do you pump up the f word? Do you just
5: look at him? <laughs> Uh, he know, was dying he... laughing. Was and he? He was dying laughing. Yeah, and honestly, like, you know, having his approval, to, to me, it was like when I did Leno. I was almost more nervous to perform for Dana than with Leno. It was some uh, weird fucking, really? like, uh, you know, there was something, I obviously want Jay Leno's approval, too, but sure. there was something really, like, very useful about Dana. Like, the first time I met Dana, I think I talked to him for, like, an hour and a half in the middle of a casino lobby, uh, and he's just sitting there answering every question. And he's so excited to talk to a fellow MMA fan. Yeah, I think a lot of times, like people that have been in the business for a while, a lot longer than I have, you know, they they've just been shit on by so many by so many people. As far as like your sport is a is a is a joke, or no, you know, you guys should be banned, and you guys are, you know, fighting in cages like animals. And so I think the more mainstream success people get, the more they love it. And that's why I think also guys like. You know, Big John McCarthy or Pat Militich or Dana or Matt Lindland. Some of these old school guys that follow me are always are are very appreciative because they they were in, uh, in the in uh, the 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 dark ages of the uh, sport. In yeah, the trenches. So, people were angry. The trenches. Yeah. So the fact that they got some young comedian uh, making it, not that young, but you know, younger comedian <laughs> making jokes about youngish, making jokes about the court, making people laugh. To them is like pretty cool, you know, and funny. To them,
1: you know. And that's the whole thing is like this sport is still in many ways in its infancy in terms of how people are doing that. And I think for you, not only was it right time, right place, but a work ethic where you're putting out these jokes so consistently that people are are getting into it, and it's fun because you know we have fun at the expense of the fighters and the the jokes there, and it, it's a nice social environment that makes watching the fights all that much more fun.
5: Oh, yeah. No I've, no, I've had fighters get mad at me for not roasting. Really? Uh, to be honest. I've had, like, I mean, Kevin Randleman, we had on the show, and he's like, he's like, what are you going to roast me? You know, what the fuck? He kept asking me to roast him. And then I had him on the show. We talked about how great he was. And He's like, he got upset. He's like, I thought I was going to be roasted, not toasted. So then I was like, all right. He caught me on, like, the wrong day. I'm like, all right, now you're getting roasted. So I, yeah. I, I put on Twitter anybody who, the next 10 people who write Kevin Randleman jokes get, like, an autograph, you know, some bullshit. And then I said, Uh, And then I kept going about Kevin Randleman. You know, I made a joke about him. He got upset and got into his car, but he ran out of gas in five minutes. And all these people started writing jokes about Kevin Randleman (laughs) to the point, like it was like 50 people. And then to the point was like within five minutes, I get a text. All right, man, uh, I'm sorry. I promise I'll do your show anytime. Please stop (laughs) (laughs) pressing me. (laughs) He's like. And then he calls me up, and he's like, "Man, he's like, my wife is so angry at me right now for asking you to roast you." <laughs> he's, like, he's like, "Dude, it was the funniest thing." I, not, I, I, Kevin's like, he's like, he's like, Uncle, Uncle, Uncle." It was so funny. <laughs> but, but, but then me and Kevin developed like a friendship out of it. I mean, he was really sick recently. He he had um really bad uh, MRSA, staph infection.
4: Mm-hmm. He was
5: on his like deathbed almost, and he's texting me. To tell everybody that to 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 cheer him up because tweets make him feel better. So you know, it's a, I became friends with Kevin. I don't I've never met Kevin, but I saw like uh, he's like, dude, I'm, I'm writing a book and you're gonna be the first person I'm gonna hand deliver it to. you. So uh-huh. you know, it's a matter of and then I like tweeted out like, hey everyone, please you know cheer Kevin up. And then uh, next thing I know, Vinny Magalish and Big John McCarthy and all these guys were like, Kevin, hope you feel better, Kevin, Kevin. So. You know, to me
0: that was kind of cool. Absolutely. And there's the positive side. That's the that's the beautiful thing about it, especially as as it continues to gain in fame and obviously the numbers don't lie. People want that. People want the hilariousness. I was going to say you and Raf are my girlfriend's favorite people to watch during fights because <laughs> as a non non necessarily MMAer that gets drugged to a lot of these, it's just like it helps. <laughs>
5: it <definitely> helps. <laughs> well, that's the I funny wasn't... part is when I have like a I'll get, like, I used to do a lot of Randy Couture jokes about him being married, like, 12 times or something. And then Randy Couture's ex wives would all, like, retweet it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're killing in the Randy Couture ex wives yeah. demo. That's your oh, demo. Oh,
5: yeah. I had dad, I had, like, Matt Riddle's girlfriend would always make, would always do, like, <laughs> favorite jokes about Matt Riddle. I had, uh, what's, I had some of the parents, I had, like, Rhonda Rousey's mom retweeted a joke that I made about Rhonda uh i had colton smith's mom i have a lot of the mothers jessamine duke's mom i have a lot of mothers following me tank scoggins mom uh i have all these mothers that are like retweeting the jokes about the son.
1: i mean i feel like what you were telling us about randleman was a cautionary tale but i'll invite it you know we can't have you on here without roasting us so if you were to roast myself and kevin what would you say about us I got to
5: do research, man. You can't put me on the spot. I have to – I would probably be about the fact that, like, I don't even know why this is a podcast. We could just call each other and we'll have the same amount of people listening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, something about that. Oh, that's Maybe fair. I mean, that's good. That's actually – felt...
0: that, it hurt and it was funny. So that's,
1: that's when you know you're killing. <laughs> I mean, here's that's the great. thing, though. You know, it's much like when you go to someone who's a black belt in jiu-jitsu – They'll show Mm -hmm. you a move. I feel that's the burden that you carry now is that you are a black belt on social media. So when we come to you with that, you know, it's a a high standard, but I, I believe in you. I'll give you some time. You have plenty of time to make fun of us. We're not short of things to be made fun of, but I only feel it's fair to have people make fun of us. Uh, since we're making fun of the fighters and, and whatnot, so, you know. Yeah, no, I, it. I, no, people make fun of me all the time, and
5: I'll, uh, it's, it's when they say, like, you suck or die or something, so yeah. I, I won't retweet it, but if it's a well-crafted <laughs> joke, I'll be like, it's funny. I always gotta give people credit. Uh, you know, I remember Abel Trujillo made a rap song about my forehead, and, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's I think that's the most work Abe Trio's ever done for an opponent. I think so, that's good. Yeah. That's awesome. Abe Trio. Yeah. Is he is he good? I didn't see this.
5: It was a pretty good yeah, he made a he made a like a rap song about how my hair is were fucking fighting for like the last bottom of my forehead or something. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was it was definitely funny. I was definitely honored by the fact that he sat down and wrote a rap song about my forehead. I mean the fact that you take taking time out of his day make songs on my forehead yeah high I, like, praise. I think i'm like winning yeah
1: i think you're making it in the world uh if that's the case <laughs>
5: uh, well you oh, know, yeah. Adam... no, the hard part is when people like the people are like hey man like you guys obviously are comedians and have a podcast and train Like, obviously we have a lot in common and i'm sure you write shit. but when people sometimes like could have like they're in some you know ring of fire league or you know a smaller bit here organization they're like, you know, their their records are like one and one. They're like, roast me. I'm like, dude, yeah.
0: Like,
5: I I I can't do too much research right now. It's like, right. you know, that's, and when that's almost hard.
0: worse. Like, it's like, I'm sorry, yeah. you're not there yet. It's just like,
4: oh,
5: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't want to say that. So then I'll be like, you know, like I, I could do the standard. I googled your name, and it come like came up who, you know. But there's only so many fucking times even you, you could kind of do that, you know.
1: Maybe what you should do is just put a whole bunch of like stock jokes on cards and just hand them out to people and just be like, "Oh, you're not famous enough, but I had this on here. You go there. It's uh, it's the punchline is Lindsay Lohan and you sucking as much as her, but you know, fill it in as you want.
5: You're welcome. Yeah, right. I mean, otherwise it becomes a very obscure. Like I did that with like Vince, like Vince Patel. He's like, "Hey man, did you roast me?" I'm like, "All right, uh, I gotta look it up." He, he I'm like, "He's from Lancaster, you know, or something." To the point where. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he obviously is from hell or, or it should be from that, but something that, to that extent, but it was, like, so, like, obscure and and only Vince and, like, his four family members would get it. So, it was like, uh, you know, I can't be doing personalized roasts, you know? Well,
1: you're also not available for parties at, like, children's parties. You don't hire you <laughs> to come at someone's bat mitzvah and just start running the crowd.
5: Yeah, exactly. I've done that before. I ended up if you look up comedian attacked at a wedding, uh, I did a wedding one time. They hired. Me I was to about to say, everybody.
1: you brought this up, not me, but I am interested <laughs> in hearing this story. Go right ahead.
5: Yeah, so yeah, I got hired off this thing called like gig masters for like basically you know something sort of a party, and they, they need a comic, or so they hire. So they, these couple, I think they were getting married. They, they were getting married, but they didn't really necessarily want to get married. They were a you know, military couple, super nice. And they were like, hey, just roast everybody, pretend you're the uh, the minister, and then start roasting people. And I'm like, okay, anything, anything I'm going to say about... It? No, I just, just... So, you know, within five minutes of me pretending that I'm the, marrying them, I start going to the crowd. I, look, <laughs> I have no real, like, information about anybody. So, I just... I look yes, at this man. one guy. It's, not, it's going okay. People were There a kid there, blah, blah, blah. So, I say to this one guy, he had, like, highlights, he was like, wearing white, like, kind of a... <laughs> It kind of looked like the guy in like uh, one of those like in the Goo Goo Dolls, you know, leading mm-hmm. her the Goo Goo Dolls. And I was like, "Hey, sorry, your band never made it, or you know, look, it's like retarded Bon Jovi or something like that." And he got first, he gave me the middle finger, and then he got up and like charged me, which and he, he like pushed me. He's like, "What the fuck, man? Not cool." Uh, I mean, no one like, to his credit, no one knew there was a comic that was going to be there. And I guess he didn't wasn't didn't want to. I guess his band really did break up. But but it was like one of those like awkward. It's all it's all like there's like 50 marines there, so it wasn't like I could just double land the guy and fight. Plus, I hadn't been paid yet, and uh, and I still had another 45 minutes to go in my set. So after that happened, I continued with the set, and it actually it almost got even worse because then the mother started yelling at me, going, "We don't want to hear your dirty jokes about your sex life." I'm like, I am a fucking comic that they hired. They another 30 minutes of the most awful... And some people were dying laughing. Like, I mean, their heads were... They didn't want to admit they were laughing, but their heads were buried. But, oh, they were laughing. And while other people were just, like, shocked, looking around. I didn't realize I was in the middle of some family feud that had been going on for, like, 100 years. And they hated the brother, who hated the, the husband, who hated oh, this and that. And somehow I became the catalyst of all this. And while I'm doing the comedy, I'm looking in the in the house, and the guy's pacing around, and you could see him through the window. So he's pacing <laughs> around. The fucking mother's yelling at me, and, and I'm telling the bride how big her tits are. It was just a fucking mess. Uh, but I actually got like four business cards to do like their weddings afterwards, and it made well, that's the, amazing. <laughs> and it made the top ten like worst weddings in the history of the world in like England. So that's
0: actually... I'm on some TV show in England.
1: That's fucking that's, amazing. Kev, I have to show you this video. It is... <laughs> oh, it is one of the best things I've ever seen. And uh, I I think it's a true testament because as a comic, you both understand how hard it is to do what you're doing uh, in that kind of environment. And then when yeah. the stakes are raised, you also know, well, shit, I'm pot committed to doing this thing. So... Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yikes. So that's where I know for me personally, uh, a huge amount of respect was given to you where I was just like, I, you know, I don't know what I would do here. This is this is fascinating to watch. because, oh, Well, like the week man.
5: before, I did a baby shower, which went pretty bad as well. So, uh, <laughs> but it didn't, it didn't go that bad. But <laughs> you know, a funny story, how, but how this all ties into MMA. So uh, Stefan Struve, right, after he got knocked out by Mark Hunt was in the hospital, And he's like, I think his tooth went through his jaw or something kinda crazy crazy thing happened to him. So he writes on Twitter, MMA roasted, I'm in the hospital on painkillers, please make me laugh, right? (laughs) So it's like I'm like so I sent him that video.
3: And then he goes,
5: Oh man, no matter how bad I feel, I didn't get beat up by Bon Jovi
0: Oh, man, that's that has just one of those, it's like, that should be a sitcom. Like, they oh. should follow the <laughs> comedians around to, like, a 12-part, because you know someone got hired for a funeral. Yeah. Oh, Somebody yeah, no, well,
5: for... I have a show I saw called Kamikaze Comedy, where we do comedy and people aren't expecting it. And, uh, like, for example, we call these old people, they're getting a motivational speaker at the old-age home. And they get like the filthiest comic in the world, and it's just we you know we tell these girls they're getting a male stripper for their bachelorette party, and they get like a flaming and they get like a little person comic shows up. So so we did all these like things. I told the Fuel TV, and then Fuel became Fox Sports 2. and now I have the show back. So I'm trying to resell it. And yada yada yada. Sweeties. But uh, but yeah, that should be, hopefully one day that will be a show.
0: I was gonna say I'm gonna be I will be watching the shit out of that. <laughs> Had you roast at the wedding? Oh my oh. god! Tensions must have just been running at an all-time high. Well, oh, Adam, yeah. we've taken up so much of your time tonight. adamhunter.com dot com. You can find all of this man's hilarious work. MMA Roasted is the Twitter handle. It's the everything handle. It's also the name of the podcast. Adam, anything else? How else do people uh get a hold of you? Adam covers it, right? or
5: MMA Roasted and. Uh... Uh, thank you, guys. Thanks thanks for having me on the show, and good luck with everything. And uh, if you're ever in L.A., look me up, man. I hope you guys have some spots.
1: Oh, sweet. That'd be great. Um, well, I'm out in L.A., and if you ever want to come train and have a who's worse off, I'm always down for that, <laughs> my friend.
5: Okay, cool. I'm there.
0: Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, MMA Roasted's Adam Hunter.
5: Take care, guys. I've
1: got a little story for you. Gracie back, posted pictures
3: That's how you know it's true I got a position He got a position Back and forth we went We went, went around and around
1: Round and round. You know I'm the king on the ground I dominated Eddie I dominated Eddie Did you see how I let him sweep me over and over again? I dominated Eddie. That great old J couldn't catch me, no lightning strike again. And did you see how I blew up my own knee when I dominated Eddie?
3: Tom. Then I sprung my plan I went for the rape joke And it fell into my hands I rolled over and went
1: for that thing Hey, what's up, everybody? So, my my it is time it for I'm another 45. UFC pay-per-view, which can only mean one thing. Right, Kevin?
0: Woo! That's right. I'm stretched out, lubed up, and drinking. I'm ready for Over Under Kevin. Okay, that's great. Why do you have to lube yourself up? I don't know. I felt bad as soon as I follow said Follow-up question. <laughs> okay. Why do you have to tell us? It's both fair questions, and I
1: apologize on both accounts. That's fair. Well, Kev, uh, you know, I always rack my ba- brain trying to figure out who it is we should have you matched up against, right?
0: Yes, I do know that. You use your cons- – and it's a huge head, people. Huge head. He's, when he really says big. Racks his brain, he's talking about a lot of real estate.
1: And like Kev is really being nice about it. I my head is ginormous, so it's it's really hard to miss. Um, however, this week I decided we needed to bring somebody who who packs a punch, who brings not only the funny but also maybe the musicality. We don't to the know show. anyone like that. I don't know anyone that can do those things. I believe we do. In fact, our good friend Mister Brandon McCatherine. Brandon, how are you doing tonight?
3: I'm glorious and wonderful. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, and. I want to thank you for taking this challenge, but before I
0: get too... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have Brandon McCathren here to challenge me at yes. over under, Kevin. What is yes. that? Amateur thirty.
3: I happen to be lubed up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Brandon! This isn't I a guitar playing contest. Like this isn't some <laughs> sort of talent show. This is
3: big boy stuff. I know. That's that's why they called me. They called in the big dogs. That's.
0: Uh, I'm I'm only a little nervous just because I really like his Alabama twang. It just it's, makes everything he says sound more authoritative.
3: Uh, did you say twang? <laughs> yeah, Whang.
2: which because you're looped
3: up and that makes a different situation. Depending
2: <laughs> on which of those that you select.
3: <laughs>
1: wow, this segment's going really south fast. Um, <laughs> yeah. It is
0: indeed, Raph. It well,
1: is indeed. Right. We go any further, uh, Brandon? How have you been since we made you famous a couple weeks ago uh
3: really good I just signed a movie deal Sweet. Uh, yep I'm gonna be starring in uh Talladega Nights 2 <laughs> you <laughs> actually that you, you, you have would
0: to pick a different really movie because that. that's super believable <laughs> that I think half our audience bad. was like yeah <laughs> probably right <laughs> He's his new musical friend that's like a jujitsu trainer. That might not be that's actually a pretty enticing plot line. We should you know, call something. I
3: have a I have a pet bobcat. I just <laughs> carry it around everywhere.
1: Now, Brandon, I do have a bone to pick with you before we start the game, which was I got a text from you maybe a couple of days after we posted your podcast, and it said I do you remember what it said?
3: Uh me yeah, I remember what it said. I was a little bit offended, just to okay. just to be real honest with you. Okay, what were you offended um, about? Uh well, it was y'all tried to sing at the end of the podcast. That was a that was a poor choice.
0: Oh. It was he's, poor. It's like he's throwing down firecrackers on my parents steps right now, Raph. This is Kev, offensive.
1: Just to really get in your head, this is the text I got from him, Kev.
0: Ugh.
1: Don't ever try to sing my song again. <laughs> <laughs> It's for that, that an
0: impression. <laughs> that
3: was, was I guess spot the, on.
0: That was not bad. You're welcome. You
3: know, I could feel I could feel the sexy pouring out of <laughs> your vocal cords.
0: <laughs> I think I speak for everyone in the jiu-jitsu world that saw it. We've all been singing your goddamn song. It's the I dominated Eddie is one of the catchier lines and I say that like I would say that to Kesha. It's not a compliment necessarily, Brandon.
3: crazy. <laughs> that was that was hurtful. <laughs> nope. now you understand I'm working, I'm working on a new one called Reek the Knee Ooh, that's a great mm-hmm. one that's
1: pre-sold to all of your local jujitsu jitsu radio stations across yeah. the world
3: <laughs> it's, uh, it's already been banned by the IBJJF <laughs> right
1: genius Slam dunk on that one. And discounted by members of the Gracie family, but that's neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. (laughs) Gentlemen, we are here for a real purpose, which is to go through the UFC 173 card. Uh, The way it's going to work for those unfamiliar with the game of Over Under Kevin, I'm going to go through each fight. Each of our contestants here are going to have 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win the fight. Then, if I so feel it, I will give them rebuttal time. Do we all understand the rules of this game? Yes. No perfect yes he's fine i think he's okay he's he's a little confused but that's not at all unusual for brandon
0: even playing ground, because i'm always <laughs> yep. a little confused i'm never and completely brandon not confused.
1: just to make sure that we've we've said this enough uh kevin has never won ever
3: i've ever. lost <laughs> every goddamn time well i don't think anybody's surprised to hear that information
0: <laughs> <laughs> fuck you yeah okay
3: I just love well, your white, white belt. <laughs> your white belt, life too. <laughs> oh snap! Uh, I
1: just love the fact that as all of this is happening, uh, when we did contact Brandon to be on the show, he was already talking shit about Kevin in a way that I was like, "Save it for the podcast. You yeah, you it. don't need to blow your wad here. You're, we still got more to do."
0: That's the first blow your wad reference that anyone's made tonight. Despite all of the lube talk, so I think we're ready to start.
1: I do too. All right, gentlemen. Now it's time for the thrilling installment of Over Kevin. Here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna go ahead and put 15 seconds on the clock. Woo! We're going to start with Kevin Phillips to give I'm his production in set the lightweight out. category between Michael Cheesa versus Francisco Trinaldo. Go, Tri- Kev.
0: Trinaldo keeps losing despite continuing to lose body fat. Michael Chase has a lot to prove. It's going to be beard power over Trinidad power. Michael Chassé will win this fight. Plus, I have a tough parlay
1: going. Former cast Uh-oh. members of tough That never works. Okay, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and go over to Brandon. Who do you have in this fight? 50 seconds on the clock, go.
3: I'm going to go with Francisco because Michael sounds too white. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mm-hmm. sound... And, and because... Kevin picked Michael. That's
1: a bad bad sign. Wow. <laughs> Using maybe the best, do of it. all, <laughs> of betting odds
3: ever. Our movie. friend
0: James Coe, who works at the NFL Network, he's an anchor there, said this publicly. He's like, if you just literally did everything Kevin was going to say but the opposite, that's a very winning strategy. So I don't like what you're off to because he beat me handedly.
1: I'm not enjoying <laughs> that already. Brandon, how do you feel about that?
3: How do I feel about uh, James yeah. Cole? Uh, he's he's beautiful. Um, oh, okay, yay! I, I don't know. I don't know who James Coe is either. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> a, a shame. Coe. He was
1: on your podcast episode. You didn't listen to it. I'm not gonna give you any rebuttal time. Going to the next fight.
3: James B. It's James D. Cole. I was just kidding. Don't don't just just relax, man.
1: I. There, this is not a relaxing job. Being nice the job. moderator on this is not relaxing in any High way possible. Intensity. To the next fight, we go another Ugh. lightweight bout. This one is Al Iaquanta versus Mitch Clark. We start with you, Brandon. Go.
3: Uh, I'm gonna go with Al Iaquanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, I
1: don't.
3: I don't know anything about either one of these guys either. Um, I should probably ask Kevin. Kevin, um, your thoughts on either of these gentlemen?
0: <laughs> I actually <laughs> fucking. I agree it. with him. I have Al Iaquanta. Uh, I'll change for... my pick. Shut up! No, you can't do that that's not how this works i'm gonna allow it (laughs) shut up (laughs) brav you bastards mitch clark's nickname is danger zone (laughs) i'm not joking you so if you guys really think you want to smack kenny loggins in the face so
1: publicly you be my guest time is done enough defending kenny He's already got enough on his side. Uh, Brandon, are you sticking with your switched choice after hearing Kevin's plead?
3: No, I'm going to say Al Kenta kicks the tires and lights the fires against the danger zone. Wow, I
1: love the way that you are rhyming that. That is so Independence Day reference, too, which is gorgeous. Damn, son. (laughs) So Al LaQuinta is going to be the victor, according to you. We're going to our next fight. It is Robbie Lawler versus Jake Ellenberger. We're starting with Kevin. 15 on the clock. Go.
0: This one was tough for me because Robbie the Luthus Lawler is the number one, but I'm going against the sublime tattoo he's got of the abs. I'm going with Jake Ellenberger. Big time upset. Plus Lawler's minus two sixty, and I'm trying to win some money. I, that, Kev, have you ever won money betting? No, on never, an never okay. once. <laughs> it's never happened. So just wanted to double check. <laughs> just uh,
1: throwing that out
3: there. Brandon, who do you have in this fight? Uh, for sure, I know both of these guys. I got Lawler. Lawler by knockout. It's not gonna. It's not gonna go the distance.
0: Oh damn it! He's probably out. Wow. Right.
3: Okay. Um, (laughs) Kevin, there's some hesitation.
1: We're going to – hold on. Uh, Do me a favor, Brandon. Can you put on some earmuffs real quick? Uh, Yeah, sure. Great. Thank you. Kev, what the fuck are you doing? What, with the
0: Ellenberger pick?
1: No, like you're telling him that he's going to win and that's –
0: right about the Lawler thing. I'm genuinely nervous. I wrote down – I'm just – I'm such a dickhead. I'm trying to go with the opposite. I went with Ellenberger. Who can tell?
1: I apparently not you. Okay. We're going to go back time back in. Hey, Brandon, (laughs) everything's going great. Kevin's making very, very educational decisions here. Good. Uh. Yup. Yep, we're so proud of him. I didn't hear and, anything
3: you guys said.
1: That's Oh, good. I did. I I'm didn't. especially proud you didn't hear me asking you to come back on the podcast at <laughs> no, some random yeah. time. Brandon's a professional. It's true. He is a professional. Dickhead. Got you to agree to it. Got you to oh! agree to it. Oh! Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Wow. This is the caliber of humor we bring to this podcast, <laughs> just, everybody. and zaggin'. Shut up, Kev. We're going to our next fight, which is going in the featherweight division, which we will ask, Brandon, who he thinks will win between Sam Cecilia and Aaron Phillips. Go, 15 on the clock. Uh,
3: Let's go with Sam Cecilia. Uh, He's not the same person as Sam Hands of Stone Stout, but Mm -hmm. same first name, so I'm going with that.
1: Okay, you do know the name Sam. We have covered that. Kevin, what do you have on this fight?
0: Uh, Aaron, what was his last name? Phillips? His nickname's The Model. My last name's Phillips. I should be a model. I'm obviously going with Aaron Phillips. Easy decision.
1: I'm going to stop you right here. Uh, Brandon, what is your response to Kevin thinking he's model material?
3: Uh, Well... It's um, I don't have a clever thing to say. Sorry.
1: It's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Would
3: do you like me to address Challenge it in the fact? Challenge me to a walk-off. Yeah. Challenge we, me to a yeah, walk-off, a Brandon. Challenge
0: comedian, me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Challenge <laughs> so, you in what? I'm just yelling. I don't know.
1: Why. Just... I got too aggressive. I apologize. <laughs> I'm going to rear it back in. You guys go ahead. Kev, I'm it's okay. I will tell you why you're not a model. Kev, you don't have the it factor. That... Well, that just hurts, Raph. You're it's welcome. Rude. We're going to our next fight, which we will ask Kevin who's going to win between Tony Ferguson and Katsunori Kikuno. You know, I've thought long
0: and hard about this. And Tony Ferguson's El Kasoy, nickname, or what is it, Kusui? Either way, Katsunori sounds a lot like Katsumaro, and I was watching The Last Samurai, so I'm going to go with Katsunori Kikuno. Right. Oh, thank goodness.
3: Thank goodness. I was... For sure picking Tony Ferguson. <laughs> so I feel pretty good about that. Tony's a tenth planet purple belt. He's got a killer Darce choke. Uh for sure he puts puts his guy to sleep.
0: Yeah. But 10th. I mean I think I speak forever when I say tenth planet, just like hippie jujitsu, Brandon. Or are we really gonna try and use Well that? everybody
3: everybody knows that stuff don't work.
0: Doesn't work.
1: Yeah. It doesn't it work, doesn't work Who knows any, it?
3: it doesn't work on anybody that's any good, at least. Ever.
1: <laughs> I have a question to ask here. Yes. When you say Tony Ferguson has a a great jujitsu game, do you know this uh, from experience yourself?
3: Uh, No, I've I've not gotten to roll with him myself. Um, He trains at a 10th planet, Costa Mesa, and um, he swings by headquarters a couple of times a week. And uh, I know Joe Rogan and Eddie are both real high on his jujitsu. So, and, you know, he was sub of the night, not his last, was it his last fight or the fight before, but mm-hmm. he got to sleep with the Dars with the Mars, actually. So All I'm right. All
0: right. Real analysis. I like that I just that was real analysis. To, That's out of bounds, right? That's illegal? You're not allowed to use real analysis?
1: Uh, did he put his hand on the ground? Because if he did, it's allowed. Oh, fuck. I think he did. Yeah. Feel. Yikes. Oh. Okay. We're going to go ahead and go to our next fight. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go to you to start with this, sprint, Brandon. It is a bantam wave fight between Chris Holdsworth and Chico Camus. Go.
3: Uh, Chris Holdsworth, all the way, killer jujitsu, and I know nothing about the other human being, so he has no chance whatsoever. Plus, I can feel well, my soul that Kev's about to pick him. Oh, do you think that's for sure? What, what makes you think that? Uh, I can just feel the stupidity coming through the line. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Kev, can you confirm your stupidity right here, right there, now, 15 seconds ago? There are things you do not
0: do, and one of them is vote against a very accomplished black belt that, that, that is that young. Chris holds it down. I can't vote against that. That's My jiu-jitsu badge would get revoked. Come on. Even
3: you're not that stupid. That's No, nah, I'm not.
0: Even I'm not that stupid. You heard it here.
3: <laughs> How Let's stupid am I? Scale of 1 to that. 10,
0: 24. <laughs> I couldn't vote against. Colds it down, Holdsworth. He's yeah, down got indeed.
3: Together, right. has <laughs> got decent striking too, man. He really does. Decent striking. He's going to he's going to do well. I think he's going to nope. start to shine.
0: Also friend of the podcast, Brandon. He's been on a future.
3: Is he really? Yeah, yep. been, been on, on a, a few
0: personally, I
3: know he beat uh, one of our black belts in a jiu-jitsu match once, uh, Danny Crocopos. Yeah, but oh, yeah. He, uh
0: he used to train over at Lovato's occasionally for like world's competitions. He's a he's a bad he's a bad dude.
3: Yeah, you beat if you
1: Sub Denny, you're a killer. So. Yeah, truth. Denny is very good. Uh, let's go ahead and go to our next fight. Uh, Kev, we're gonna start with you. This Woo. is David McLeod versus Lee Li Jing Liang. Go. Well, first of all, a big fan of both of these guys. Posters on
0: the wall because when yeah. you get to see David, the bulldog spelled weird, but cod versus the leech. I'm gonna take lee jingling because
1: i want to yell jingling no. loudly that's not in his, support. Can, stop it that's not his name that's definitely xenophobic dick it's jingly oh it's Jingle. that jingling. jingling you're so fucking racist right now i can't even deal with it let's go over to you brandon who do you have do you have
3: uh... Uh, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go as a racist as well uh, and i'm gonna go with chinky lanky
1: Well, guys, this just the Asian Pacific Islander correlation is basically dropped all of their sponsorship from this show. Is it, how say it? Changi?
3: Changi? Jingi?
1: Jingling? I'm going to move on before we lose the three Asian people who listen to the show. Say the name. It's Jing Liang.
0: Oh, yeah, that's probably it. Hey, two votes for the <laughs> leech. God. <laughs>
1: two votes for the I'm leech. Indeed.
3: <laughs> the next fight, you like guys. Mean, I know Go I'm ahead. supposed to be against Kev, but I feel like we're kind of becoming one right now. Yeah, it's like, true. Yeah, I don't know. Do, Do I'm you feeling feel like yourself becoming
1: dumber as this is going on, Brandon? The bonds a, competition. a little
3: bit. A little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's exactly what's happening. Kev, is it, this... Too
1: part of your like strategy since you can't win uh just to bring down the level of competition to your level
0: does it say in the moderator's book that you're supposed to be a dick about my strategies why don't you keep your opinions to yourself yourself?
1: while i'm trying to win this mother ever oh kevin's out of time oh too bad (sighs) we're gonna go to our next fight which good try kev i understand you really want to win and you won't Our next fight is in the lightweight category. It is Jamie Varner versus James Kraus. We're going to go over to Brandon to start. 15 on the clock, go.
3: Jamie Varner all the way. I'm calling Varner by knockout in the third round. Okay.
1: All right. He sees us going to a third round. Kev, how do you see this going? He's bold.
0: The James Krause. Which is his nickname, despite his name just being James Cross. They just added the to it. Is going to win this fight because he's twenty and five. He's hungry, and he's the complete package. He's going to put him on the ground. He's going to submit him. Varner, much to experience.
3: Varner's much too experienced. Varner's much too experienced. Another that.
0: word for experienced is old. Brandon.
3: <laughs> well, that's uh, one word for experienced. But um, <laughs> victory is another word. Winner. Uh, not Kev's pick would be another one. <laughs> <laughs> just off notice, the top of your head, he was able to. Notice how
1: victory and not Kev's pick seem to really go one and one together. Um, yes, guys have insulted me in and the and same hand. sentence. I, a feat I thought only my mother could do, but here we are. <laughs> uh, the next fight, gentlemen, is going to be Anthony... Najakani versus Vic <laughs> Pichel. And we're going to start with Kevin Go 15 on the clock. You
0: want to try and say that last name again? Anthony Johnny. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with Anthony DiGianni because I've seen Vince from Hell Pichel and I've never been impressed by any of his fights. He always, I think the name is cooler than the product. I'm going with the assassin, Anthony. Uh, yeah. Anthony. Anthony, the what's the last name again, Kev? I don't think he had a last I couldn't find one.
5: I, I can spell it
3: chingling. out for you. Oh,
1: oh, <laughs> Niju you Kwani. Did you Mm hmm. Okay, I can hear the racism now. Brandon, no uh, who do you have in this one?
3: Uh, I'm going to go with Inju Chingling. Okay. Anthony Inju Chingling. Inju Kwani? Is that the way you say it? Inju Kwani?
1: I think it's the Asian way of saying the band Jamarikwai's name.
3: I
0: like how specific Brandon's being. Like his name makes sense to pronounce too. By the way, right. <laughs> you should know how to
1: pronounce all these people's that was names. That
0: Uncalled really for, Kevin. Bad
1: sportsman. Like, yeah, I'm was, taking uh, away a point was, right now from Kevin. Belt. Take it away,
3: a point. Below the belt. I get an advantage for that. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yep. You'd get I an advantage, and also uh, since Kev has a point, take it away. If it really comes down to it he's going to be deficient one pick. I've just made that rule right now. i reaped the knee, apparently. Good.
3: see that's why you're a fair and just moderator. Uh, thank you. I, I appreciate you that.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Let's go to our next one, yep. guys. It's going to be light heavyweight competition between Dan Henderson versus Daniel Cormier, and we're going to go ahead and start with Brandon. Go for it. 15.
3: All right. Here's the real question. Can Cormier avoid the one punch that Henderson is going to (laughs) throw for three rounds? If he can, it's an easy win for Cormier. Uh, And if Cormier hits him, uh, well, Henderson's got a killer chin, But Cormier's packing some thunder, and at 205, he looks like he's going to be a handful. Okay, which one is it? Cormier, Cormier,
1: Cormier. okay, we've got DC right here. Kev, who do you got? Well, first of all,
0: this is easy. DC is minus... One thousand fifty. So I'm gonna go with Hendo because I'm okay. gonna put twenty bucks on him
3: and oh, win no. two grand. Oh no! Yeah, that's the odds. Is that is that real? Are you that's... are you just dumb enough to make that up?
0: No, that's those are the real odds. Daniel Carmier is <laughs> well, minus one thousand fifty.
3: Well, that's that's about how I feel about it. Too. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a shocking amount. <laughs> that's. Yeah. Luke Rockhold level. But I'm can I nervous, tell you something, Kevin?
1: Going with Dan Henderson. Fuck it. I I feel that while what you are saying is stupid, I can't not put down twenty dollars with you <laughs> to on win those two grants. Off. It's not That's a bad, not bad. No, it's not a like, bad strategy. Especially
3: that will pay for tons of things on the
1: podcast if we yeah. did that and won.
0: Meanwhile, right. if we bet thousand dollars on Daniel Cormier, we'd win fifty. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so.
1: I like the way that this is all worked out. Uh, Brandon, before we go any further, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a heads up. We've only got two more fights to figure out here. But at the end of Over Under Kevin, we need you to figure out the following. We are going to also be trying to predict the fight of the night and the performances of the night. So keep that in mind uh, as you're doing your last couple picks. We'll go back again. And then... Keep in mind, if you have a stipulation that you'd like to bet against Kevin, because we always have a stipulation at the end, I hear, I hear Kevin has a stipulation for you. Yeah, I have a bet already oh. in mind. Well, that <laughs> sounds voice. intriguing. Intriguing. It yeah, does it sound does. intriguing. I hope we were able to tease that nicely for our audience. Guys, let's go to our next fight. It's a bantamweight fight between Takaya Muzaki versus <laughs> fire, by the way. Francisco Rivera. And we're going to start with Kevin on this one. Kev, who do you have? Fifteen. This seconds, is go. easy. I have Takiya Muzugaki because Francisco Rivera's tattoos kind
0: of line up his head perfectly. And I'm worried he's painted like a bullseye with his beard. He also – his chest tattoos are very confusing. He's got like an eagle, a crown, and multiple stars, and it's very hard to follow.
1: Okay. It's that like was done. Nice you know, like a
4: totem pole. Uh, <laughs> Brandon, like who do you have, totem have in this? Ball. He looks exactly have... <laughs> like a totem pole. <laughs> he does. In case you were wondering, <laughs> he really
1: does look like a totem pole right now. <sighs> Brandon, who do you have in this? Do you have the hard to pronounce Asian name or the totem pole?
3: I'm going with Mizugaki. Isn't that how you say it? Am I wrong there? Yeah, Yeah, I I think so. I'm going, and I really, I've heard his name before. I've never heard of the totem pole. uh, Or if I have, maybe I've seen him fight, but I don't remember his name. So I can't vote with the totem pole. I'm going to stay with my uh, Asian persuasion. I'm going to go with Mizugaki. Sweet. Sweet!
1: I just didn't realize how many Asian people they had on this card until now. But yeah, but we've for sure offended them all. So all of it's them. a very
3: it's a very diverse card.
1: It is a diverse, <laughs> diverse card. Diverse. Yep, they said, you bring me as few white people as you can for this card, or at least make them fight each other. Uh, gentlemen, this is the last fight of the night, and uh, I'm going to give you guys 20 seconds to give your opinions. We are going to start with Brandon. It is the championship bout between Renan Barao and, and TJ Dillashaw. 20 seconds on the clock. Go, Brandon.
3: Even though Dillashaw is working with Bang Ludwig out of the alpha male camp, and he is much improved recently I gotta go with Hinn and Burrell I think that's an easy pick what has he got 32 consecutive wins he looks like a destroyer of worlds I think it's a no-brainer put your money on Burrell
1: nicely done Kev what do you think about that
0: I mean it is the easy pick so of course Brandon took that path so easy well, it's the winner's pick. hard to stare in the <laughs> eye of adversity and say no and this is where James Co. And his NFL broadcasting bastardness is going to pay forth. I was going to pick Renan Barao, but I am going to reverse my
1: logic and go with TJ Dillashaw. Okay, and it has Wait, added you know, advantage. I'm okay. going to stop you, Kev. We'll, okay. we'll have to come back to you if we have time for a rebuttal. <laughs> uh, Brandon, you were trying to say something. What
3: were you trying to say here? I just feel like he's throwing this. This feels rigged all of a sudden because that's a terrible pitch. <laughs> No 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 no.
1: This is not rigged because Kevin is just that stupid. You ask that's, yourself that's unfortunate. I know. You ask yourself, do we throw these picks? Am Audience. I an
0: American or am I an American go with Renan Barrow because it's easier? No. I'm an American. I'm gonna go with the heavily underdog Kevin favorite TJ Dillashaw plus has more ab muscles showing in his picture argue with that logic
3: mm, to be fair well, that is a, the way that's Kevin picks. Point. that's, that's mm-hmm. a good point there yeah. I can't really argue with that except for that it's dumb
1: <laughs> I will say this gentlemen uh that was a lot of fun we didn't learn anything I don't think but uh no, I really Brandon, do you have a pick for performance of the night? It uh, usually goes to two people now, and also fight of the night. Uh,
3: well, I do think Dillashaw is going to put up a, a great fight against Burrell, uh, and I'm a big Dillashaw fan, actually. Okay. So I'm going to go with that for fight of the night, or they call it performance of the night now, is that it? Uh, performance
1: um, of the night is individuals. Like they, It oh, used to be you. like the submission or the knockout of the night, so it's uh, usually identifying those people. Uh, so fight got, of the night, do you night, think it's going to be?
3: I got be? Dillashaw and Morale for sure. Okay. And then uh, do you have any individuals
1: night? for? No, no, no. Performance of the night, it's uh, two people they usually pick.
3: Okay. Uh, well, I'm going with my boy Tony, Tony Ferguson. Okay. That's yep. a good pick. And then, and then I got to pick another one. I think Jamie Varner's going to do something on this card. Sweet. I think Varner's going to look good. All right. I like this
1: dangerous picking. Kevin, where are you on all this?
0: Fight of the Night is going to go to Lawler Ellenberger. Okay, That's a pretty good pick, Obviously. Performance of the Night is going to go to Cormier, who's going to probably put Henderson into retirement. Other Fight of the Night pick or Performance of the Night is actually going to go to young up-and-comer Holdsworth, who I predict will submit his opponent early and is going to be a crowd favorite.
1: Uh, Kev, have you remembered that Dana doesn't like jiu-jitsu?
0: I have remembered that. I've factored it in. I, you know what? I don't fucking care. He'll fucking give a submission if it fucking ends the fight. Fuck it.
1: You know what? Fuck you then, fucking Kevin. <laughs> I'm just sitting here listening to this whole fucking thing and I see this fucking guy over here. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck verbal tap. Oh, Fuck him. Dana just that rushed was, into the studio for a second. Yeah, he does that. That was I vulgar and I that was unfortunate. That's, <laughs> that's the way most people describe their interactions with Dana White. But, but guys, <laughs> <the southern gentleman. laughs> I, I know I love that he had a clutch of the pearls moments. It's like, oh no, <laughs> the you guys need to sober up. Badger. <laughs> uh, so okay, um, knowing what you know, that Kevin has a stipulation for you, Brandon. Did you have a stipulation for him if? when he loses. A
0: bet. Why do you keep calling it a stipulation? It's a bet.
1: Yeah, I don't think
3: he knows what stipulation means, really. I don't think I know what it means, but let's, yeah.
1: I'm sorry. One syllable words. I'm right.
3: Thank you. Look, I got an Alabama public
0: school education, and I still know what stipulation (laughs) means. I'm from Kansas. I don't.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) Come to Kansas, where you can... Look across the flatlands, the <laughs> <laughs> worst state in the union. Wow! God. Someone
0: from Alabama. This <laughs> feels, like, feels like alphabetism.
1: <laughs> well, let's put it this way, Brandon. Uh So you don't have a stipulation for Kevin, or I'm sorry, I'll bet for Thank Kevin.
3: You. Um, I will bet a uh, nice seafood dinner. How about that? Okay, I like that. But, That's a good start. Kev, would
1: you like to share your stipulation? So here's my exchange.
0: Loser writes a complimentary song about the winner.
3: Um, I hear you, but you're going to have to sing. Yeah, and play sure a you guitar. You want to do that?
0: Oh, a little earlier. I think I'll be able to figure it out, Brandon. I mean, it's just strings on a guitar. I'll take that bet.
1: I'm sorry. Did, did somebody else uh, hire a really bad guitarist to just show up unnecessarily on our podcast? That's just
0: me proving a little bit of what I can do in a new song I'll be playing called I Dominated
3: Brandon. That's hurtful. Ooh.
0: Beautiful. That sounded like, it
3: sounded like one of those little toy guitars you buy at Walmart.
0: <laughs> it was. I'm just hitting buttons over here.
3: Just, uh. <laughs> it's not even a guitar. You can it on GarageBand. Those are my
0: terms. Well, then, I mean, if you're so confident you're going to win, all you can do is laugh at it then, right? That's a
3: good point. And See? for sure, we're going to laugh at <laughs> for it. Sure. Not okay, so it's funny, but because it's sad and disgraceful. <laughs> So Brandon, are you
1: going to write a song for Kevin if, by some miracle, he ended up winning?
3: Absolutely, I will do that.
1: There it is. Sweet. Wow, it, it's very sad that I actually have to root for Kevin to win because I, I would know. rather hear your beautiful voice sing a song than Kevin's.
3: It's a real like a mix choice between and Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I, I would say this. Jesus. <laughs>
1: uh, Brandon, I want to thank you so much for uh, appearing on the podcast this week uh, here's what's, what's going to happen we're going to watch UFC 173 and then on our podcast following that we'd like to have you back so we can figure out who won
3: yeah and it'd be nice because I'll have to go back and listen to the picks again because I won't remember <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh you no don't have to remember does. any of them. in fact at this. the
1: time I just Mark down who you guys picked, and then let you guys know on air who won. Right on. Well, just,
3: I mean, I guess let's just go ahead and have him start writing the song then.
0: Okay. Yeah, I will. I'll <laughs> actually get on that. I will. I'll make sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm that's probably a good out, yeah. out, Shouting down some notes. Just
1: well, case. Brandon, I want to thank you for being on the podcast. You are such a great, great guy. Like, we loved having you on the first time, and we, we just, we had to bring you back for this game because we knew you'd be a good time, and, and you really were.
3: Well, thanks, man. Uh, enjoyed
1: being on. Hey, what's that 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu
0: gym you run out in Alabama? It, Decatur,
3: Alabama.
0: Decatur, right. Alabama. You can go in and you can roll real time and learn from Brandon McCathrin. So head out to 10th That's Planet
3: right. out there in Decatur. That's
0: right.
3: Come on down. And ever- hey, listen, I'm coming to Los Angeles in July. Yes. So you're going to take me out for a nice ramen noodle dinner. You well, what, I live in LA. Kevin
1: lives in DC. I'm not buying you a damn thing,
3: but you are. Actually...
1: <laughs> Wait, how did that happen? I don't get stipulations
3: <laughs> on this show. Well, uh... if can listen the seafood dinner that I bet, yeah. um, you could just buy that there instead you of him. That's Send, him a, Send him a check. Send him a check. PayPal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that somehow I More got connected having stupid picks but uh, Brandon you're an awesome guy we look forward to having you back on very soon so we can hear how everything went and uh, you know good nonsense uh, again next time
3: alright man thanks
1: ladies and gentlemen Brandon McCathrin best I blew up my own knee when I dominated Eddie I
3: started out on time then I sprung my plan I went for the rape joke and it fell into my hands I rolled over and went for that thing that I do where I let him pass my car You know that thing that I'm
1: talking about
0: Raph, what the fuck oh, is yeah. going on here our podcast is uh, this is too good this is too much good podcast for maybe one podcast maybe Maybe. We had Diego Lima from Tough 19 and just awesome. the All-Star Nice Camp. He's up there. Really good, motivational. He lifted some spirits. Adam Hunter, who's hilarious. MMA roasted. The man behind the social media craziness. Really funny. Always doing good work. I'll follow him if you're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Brandon McCathren from 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu stopped by for maybe another chapter in his musical beatdown career. Oh,
1: don't be mean to him, Kev. He's he's such a nice soul.
0: He is a really nice guy. He's a sweetheart. <laughs> okay, Raf, we gotta wrap this thing. We gotta go.
1: Yeah, let's go. Which
0: means it's time for shoutouts. Would you like to lead us
1: off? Yeah, I just really wanna thank, first of all, the good people over at Valley Martial Arts Center. V V V Mac <laughs> Today, we had a really cool guy named Kai, who's uh, a kid who is traveling up from San Diego. He was helping out his grandma because apparently she had her like house that was close to some fires that were up here. So he very nicely came to help her out. Once she was all secure and everything was great, he came to train jiu-jitsu with us. And let me tell you something, Kevin. Uh, this young kid's his wrestling was out of control. It was really good. And uh, we just want to say to Kai, you're welcome to come back anytime. We hope you will, because that was awesome getting to roll with you today. Uh, I also want to shout out the good people over at Drysdale Uh, Jiu-Jitsu. You know our good friend Christian Woodmancy, yeah?
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, He very nicely invited me to come over, so I got the chance to talk with him. Uh, Robert Drysdale himself, who uh, (laughs) – I I joked with Kevin about this, but this is the absolute truth – Somebody just flattened me, like, straight onto my back. And if you know anything about jiu-jitsu, that's not where you want to be. So Drysdale yells across the gym and is like, "Raf, we can't be on our backs. And because the technique of his student was so good, I was like, but this is your work. <laughs> I, I didn't do it on purpose. He's just really good. Stop uh, teaching people. <laughs> <laughs> so, so i wanted well. to thank all of the people who i got to roll with and and interact with that includes uh christian patches skittles Tess, josh ed uh i know i'm missing a whole bunch of people i, I met so many people and, and to all of them i just want to say thank you guys so much for some great instruction i really appreciate in particular that rob drysdale himself uh took some time to talk with me gave me some nice uh pointers and uh, I will definitely be back there and Kev, I know if you ever get out to Vegas, uh, we got to get you to go over there as well. It, it's a really good time.
0: Without question. It sounds amazing. It yeah. really does. Are you done?
1: Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Wow. Okay. Well, well also Zach, so. I'll say Zachary Lane, you know, Sergeant Lane. Thanks for the Absolutely. ride. That's all I got for that one. You go. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> it's got the.
0: Hey, you got to get there. It's important. People <laughs> make priorities. Um, I was in New York doing a few shows to Jefferson out there at the uh, Whole Bear. It was a, just a crazy few nights of shows down in Manhattan, which is always a ton of fun. Of course, our friends, Ellen Duvall, Saeed, Carly, Sarah, Ryan, Rebecca, they let me crash. Um, Ellen and Duvall is where I stayed. A lot of them came watch shows. Great times. Just youting out some friends. BJJ and MMA Academy out there in Chantilly, VA. We're going to be doing a lot more half guard drilling all week, so come join the fun. BJJ Finder, of course, the world's premier jiu-jitsu school locator. You can log on. You can review it. You can let them know what you think. That, along with all of the New York craziness, is going to do it for me except one last. Mr. Kini Cole got his black belt today. That's right. It's awesome. Big moments as he's starting some schools out there in Florida. Congrats to him. It's such a I uh, the black belt. You know what I mean. Great hmm. teacher, long time fun training partner. Um, congrats to him. That's a huge. That's just you know the black belt man.
1: Yeah, you and you know what? In there, friend of the podcast. It's always good when we hear those things. I know I, I read it and I was just like, oh man, that's the the best thing when you see all of your friends do that you know
0: yeah and it happens so rarely just because you just don't see a lot of people pop across somebody. oh yeah it's really great when it happens yeah it's like oh holy shit <laughs> um, that's gonna do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap big thanks to all the guests Brandon Adam Diego so much fun that's gonna do it for us here I'm Kevin thank you for listening
1: good night and good fight dominated Brandon Uh, uh, remains to be dominated Brandon